everybody, and welcome to episode 468 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Richard Sansom Memorial Studio. Little Sansom. Yeah, little Sansom. <laughs> if you want it to be the U Memorial Studio, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who just interrupted me? Ah, the zero Gotham deserves Chris Antistam. And special guest. I am the darkness that flaps in the night. I am Ooh. Bat Dan. Or, Bat Dan. if you get the collector's edition of... Bat Dan, you get Bat Dance. Bat. Oh, I'm Dan. Nice. I'm Dan Amrick. Hi, have everybody. You try, have you tried to look up Bat Dance on the internet in a while? I wonder if it's. I think it probably finally made YouTube after his death. But Prince scorched the earth yeah. to get rid of the Bat Dance <laughs> I, music I, I video. Know. I was at one point convinced that I had just dreamt it. Like, yeah, yes, we <laughs> all saw find this. It, anyway. it is basically a fever dream as a music. I, video. I did <laughs> not hear that song like after 1990 at all anywhere. Yeah, I think I might have seen it in a movie theater. It's a guilty pleasure now. Yeah. 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 And, Speaking and, uh, of which. <laughs> Matthew Allen had his back broken by a huge roided up wrestler dude, so he's awesome. he's spending a week dead for tax reasons. Love the reference. He's just, <laughs> he's just in Hawaii. But it's Bat Week here because the Batman just hit streaming. And for those of I you who it. haven't been going to movie theaters for the past couple months or so... Dan this is like a first run thing. Like, oh, I can finally see it now. And yeah, it feels it feels like a gift, especially if you steal your parents' HBO Max. And and here's the thing: I was not looking forward to it at all until reviews hit. Like, I have been sick to death of fucking Batman for years. I did not think anything could rekindle my interest in that character because I I, I feel like just like for the last few years we've been seeing like this. You know, very stern dad kind of Batman, and yeah, you know. they, they only want to bring him darker. Yeah, yeah, and it's, but it's it's darker in like a look at how badass he is, and his his zone of control as he punches these thugs, and like I, that's not what I like about Batman right. necessarily. Um, I, I don't like him crippling petty criminals without due yeah. process. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I especially don't like him branding people Ben Affleck. Yeah, I thought that, that was weird. That's not. And, great. Uh, but uh, yeah, I wanted to celebrate this week because I saw it as well. I thought it was great. And what we finally have to start talking about, because it feels like talking about, well, different types. Most movies that come out now are franchises. Mm-hmm. But we do need to talk about Matt Reeves, who has saved several franchises and made fantastic movies every, every single time. As a Planet of the Apes film, he is a gift given to Planet of the Apes. He directed the last two movies. Uh, did he direct Cloverfield? Clover, I think he did Cloverfield and uh, oh, something else. But like he's hit it out of the park every single time, but he's not one of those people. We don't talk about him like Edgar like Wright or, yeah. or your J.J. Abrams, but he, we should. He's, 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 he wrote and directed this thing. It, it, it's fucking awesome. And it's it doesn't feel as studio-y because it feels lower budget and like, yeah, we're just you know going to talk about a lot of villains, and we're not going to hold anything back from you. We're going to throw everything we can at the wall, and Bruce Wayne's going to be a little different. I, I just applauded how different it was, and yeah. that made us want to talk about. Yeah, it. I, I, I like skinny, pretty Batman with long hair and mascara. This is this is a cool Batman. It's not the mascara, but I I think they I read they made it a point to like every Batman has his eyes darkened with. Mm-hmm. I goop but, in every movie, but this and is they the never only talk one you see him it. like that without the mask. Yes, they put they show him put the first scene is him putting it on, yeah. like it's part of it's otherwise otherwise he's talking. <laughs> you you start to question Batman like Bruce Wayne is talking to people he sees almost every week. 
<laughs> did they not recognize his mouth? I hope he has his teeth like perfectly ignorable. Because if he's got like one dead tooth or something, he's gonna give himself yeah. away. <laughs> but I, I, I'm glad I'm glad we had Dan here for this because Dan started working at one of my favorite companies for retro stuff, and Batman oh, yeah. has. I, I'm a I'm not the I love Batman. Thanks mostly to the Adam West show that I watched when I was very little every day. I loved it. It was like the we didn't have superhero everything. We could read comics, and there was one thing to watch, and it was Batman. And uh, Batman has been surprisingly resilient in movies, and in I think just as surprisingly resilient in games. And what we were talking about when they announced the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Cowabunga Collection, like. Not every superhero game from the past is good, but it'd be really cool to have them all in one package. And Batman in particular mm. has a ton of great old games. Some really stupid and bad. Dude, that TurboGrafx-16 <laughs> game is ridiculous. It's like a puzzle game. It's like a, like a, like a maze game, a one-screen. It's awful. I forgot to check that out. But yeah, I, w- I was kind of shocked because I wanted... So this this week's top five is around non-Arkham Batman games. Because if we just made it the top five Batman games, it'd just be five Arkham games, and who cares? But uh, looking at some some of the other games, I realized, like, there have been so many more Batman games than I realized. Yep. Like, there are yep. some old ones based on, like, the, the 60s TV show and mm-hmm. the comic book before there was a Batman movie. And I mean, just for example, there's, there's one Super Nintendo... There's one Nintendo Superman game. Mm-hmm. There's one Nintendo 64 Superman game. There's multiple Batman games on those systems. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am old enough to remember watching the reruns of the Adam West show, and that was what defined Batman to me. Yep. I'm also very sad to say, as a music fan, that was the first time I heard a 12-bar blues. Uh, the was song? Batman theme. <laughs> um, dude, the dude Dan, I gotta, possible... I'll take a picture of it later. I, got the, I have the vinyl, like a 1960s vinyl oh, of the fantastic. music. Oh, fantastic. Um, and every single every single character has their own theme. I never noticed that even as oh, I didn't a kid. know that. That makes and sense. On the album, they like do a, a quick refrain and then they go, "The Penguin" <laughs> or "The Joker," and like they they make sure to say his name and then no lyrics for the rest of the song. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember being in school, uh, being in like college when the Keaton Batman came out. And everybody said, that's crazy. I mean, in, in the same way that they said, Heath Ledger is Joker, that'll never work. Robert Downey Jr., he'll never work as Iron Man. What, Robert Pattinson? He can't play Batman. Oh, and they're idiots. just, like, so wrong. And they said, Michael Keaton is Batman. He's milk toast. you know? What's this? And then, of course, it was, yeah. like, the best reinvention of the character because all anybody had to define it at that point was the Adam West show. It was super campy, mm-hmm. you know, funny for the sake of being funny, leaning into... Uh, you know, that hyper-colorful 60s comic. And again, like, if you read the 60s Batman comics, they are that way. Yeah, like, they are they, that way. They're very corny. And uh, it was, I think that it's at the height of, like, James Bond fever. Yeah. So it's like, it's very... Gadgets and... Yeah. So when you watch Darkwing Duck, which I love, uh, it's one of the only Disney afternoon cartoons that holds up. It is both James Bond and 60s right. Batman because they fit so well together. Yeah. But, but yeah, you, you saying that about the comics reminds me like, yeah, you can look back at like some of the Silver Age stuff and it's just 
so unrepentantly goofy, but in kind of an eye-rolling way. Like, yeah. here's Batman on a unicycle on the front cover. <laughs> and, like, what's going on, Batman? For, for a while, also, like, reading some of the old strips, you get the sense that, like, Robin is more the main character since he's the audience surrogate. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the plot lines are about Batman getting in trouble and Robin saving him. Like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> it, I mean, I thought I had read, because I'm not going back, and I think I read maybe the first issue with the Joker, just because, you know, he, like, murders him issue one. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes, so it, but uh, uh, you, those things are impossible to read. Anything Stan Lee wrote personally as a comic is very difficult to read. Zounds, he said! Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I just want to note, you're shifting gears. You don't think Stan Lee wrote Batman. <laughs> no, I don't. I think Bill Finger created everything about Batman, and Bob mm-hmm. King can suck a dick. Yep. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, like, but, but I think Bill Finger, there's a great documentary on Hulu called Batman and Me about getting Bill Finger finally recognized, which uh, unfortunately was the worst Batman movie I've ever seen, where his name was finally on screen. But He did it. He did it, and now it's a return to form. I don't know where this Batman series goes, but I hope it happens soon. Yeah, I have, I have I, so I, much I, on my mind about this. I kind of feel like there was a missed opportunity not making, not not crossing over with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Like I want to see this kind you wanna, of. You want to see a like sixty-five-year-old Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> yes, Joker? That yes. dude was in the seventies, man. <laughs> but but you know that you you always get the sense like Joker's age tends to vary depending on who's writing him. But like yeah. he can be anywhere from in his thirties to in his seventies. It's true. Uh, you could eat there. I would not quite. You would question it for forty seconds. Like, why mm-hmm. is Joaquin Phoenix Joker from the '70s showing up in this 2022 movie, unaged? And he'll probably say like, "A lot goes through my system," <laughs> or some shit like the Joker mm-hmm. would say, and we just accept it. We would yeah. accept it. All the pills he took, all the things he's done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I'm glad to have Dan on. And Danny, you have anything to plug? We didn't get you oh, yeah. your moment. Oh well, I figured plugs happen at the end. No, not anymore. Oh, all right. Well, you, you referenced my new employer. For anybody that hasn't heard, I, I left the Brocksmith team after seven years. Uh, seven mostly very happy years, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm looking forward to Rocksmith Plus. But I now work for Digital Eclipse, which is the retro game developer that brought you Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, uh, mm-hmm. the Samurai Showdown Collection, the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection, the Disney, Disney Afternoon Collection. The Disney Thank Afternoon you. Collection. Uh, and just announced uh, last month the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Kawabunga Collection, which is Hell. all the classic Konami uh, 8-bit, 16-bit, and arcade games in one collection. will be coming out soon. Uh, and then on a personal level, I wanted to say thank you hmm. because in two weeks, it's the fifth anniversary of Princess Leia's stolen Death Star plans. Hell yeah. Wow. First, yeah, first of all, time freaking flies. Yes. God. But um, I have always been extremely, you know, that was an insane amount of work. And looking back mm-hmm. on it, I don't know how I did it, but I just get more and more proud of Me it either. the further I get away from, from the birth. I just remember the baby, you know. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the support that we got for that project came straight out of the Laser Time, the video game apocalypse, the Talk Radar alumni, you know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. The fans of these shows have also been so supportive of my dumb musical crap that I wanted Hero to say. Hero Falls? Hero Falls, uh, oh, I don't know if I've told everybody mm, uh, right. what I'm doing with Hero Falls, but yeah, Hero Falls is, is coming back, but in a, in a different form. Would you believe, and I don't think I've said this publicly, a stage musical. Oh, really? Are, yeah, we're writing it as a stage musical because Kat said, look, I know the story you want to tell and you're telling it wrong, which is what she usually tells me. So um, 
I'm I'm not sure whether it's going to be like a commercial thing or maybe just a Creative Commons thing so that like high schools can put it on. That's what we're thinking. Like, wow, this has three take, three strong female lead characters. That sounds like it's a high school play, right? Where everybody I could do it. that too. Yeah. It's yeah. 2022. Why not I, I just, both? Give me try it as a stage show and then then open dancing voices. lessons. It was supposed to be a concept album, and mm-hmm. the problem was I never explained the concept to anybody, so nobody was able to get into it the way you that I had to hoped. me. All those songs are interconnected. Those characters have histories. I have this giant Bible that I wrote, and then I realized, oh, God, I did such a terrible job of telling people, oh, no, the person in that song, that, that takes place 15 years before this song with that person dealing with the aftermath of what happened 15 years ago, and that person killed that person's husband, and, oh, my, you know, I have all this shit that's just better explained in a fucking linear narrative, which is what all of my close friends told me during development. I was like, no, people are going to figure it out, and they didn't figure it out. Uh, so yes, thank you so much to everybody listening for all the support for both Palt Swap Ninja stuff, yeah. uh, which is coming up on a on a fifth anniversary. It's still free. It's still on our website at paltswapninja.com. And my wife did those videos. If you have not seen the videos, it's basically watching Star Wars in a forty five minute fan edit with Sergeant Pepper's behind it. Except we changed all the lyrics and re recorded all the songs yeah. from Sergeant Pepper. Love so the nice. tale. I still think of it all the time yeah. when I. I was listening to uh, you tribute. made me a commercial for I it. I did for fuck's sake. I, that, I mean that was that meant. And do you so remember? Much I'm like me. Dan. Surprise! I made you something. He's like, actually, it's not out on CD. Can you change it? I'm like, <laughs> what? like what? Like all this is not ha- Dan. None of this is real. Why do I have to change <laughs> that one yeah, thing? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, but but that that meant the world to me that you were like, no, this is really important to Dan. We're going to go above and beyond. We're going to make no that, like that was a now the- for the first time on CD. And I'm like, <laughs> that, that was me free. and Tony Wilson. Uh, by the way, I just really want to do the. I all I wanted to do was the Monsters of Rock intro. That awful. They taught us how to live. They taught us how to love, and then it's like Cinderella. Like, like right? Don't I love that old commercial. Surprise! You didn't go the extra mile. Don't know what you got. <laughs> um, now on CD, vinyl, and eight track. Yeah, because we gave it away as digital only. We never got sued. Yep, that's yeah. how you do yeah. it. That, you was, tried to that make was the money, key. That would have been yeah. real bad. We we realized nope. If we try to make money, we're going to make people angry, and instead. Uh, we got whisperings from within Lucas that, you know, people kind of thought that, that was clever and they liked it, but they couldn't acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for Mark Hamill. Holy shit. Mark <laughs> Hamill is not beholden to anybody. That man tweeted about it three different times <laughs> without prompting. Wow. I, I remember, I think I saw you like post about the third time, like, I don't know how much more surreal this is supposed to get, but Mark Hamill has mentioned this again. Yeah. And that's <laughs> again. when he reached out. And wow. and actually tweeted to me and said, I think you and your friends did a fantastic job wow. on this. Thank you That's so much. So, so like that was that was the high point. It was actually getting tweeted by Ugh. Mark Hamill. Um, I'm glad he had yeah, a so good I wonder sense if he'll of humor know. about Lucas in the desert and whining. Oh, he thought that was hilarious. Well, he's a huge Beatles fan, so I yeah. kind of was hoping that he it would show up on his radar. But uh, yeah, he he wound up truly appreciating because we approached it like such Beatles nerds. We did a lot of detailed uh, Beatle details that he. He really picked up on. Did he understood how deep we were going. We made it for fans like him. Just every other fan wasn't actually part of the Star Wars franchise. So, uh, yeah. Because, so, A, one of my favorite anecdotes from that, I was listening uh, to bad tribute bands on YouTube recently. <laughs> and I remember you said, like, the Star Wars footage didn't get us a copyright strike, but we got flagged for, like, don't use Beatles music on YouTube. Oh, yeah, YouTube. Sony. Like, yeah. Sony was like, right there. We got, we got, I mean, Fox did say, <clears throat> that's ours, but, uh, you know, we'll you know, allow it as long as you let us monetize it. That was the key. Letting, letting the other two parties make yeah. 
money off of those streams and not trying to monetize it, that's how we, we I mean, that's what a fan work is supposed to be. So when you, you see, if you see an ad on those YouTube videos, yeah, I'm that's not, not going to Dan. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a tip or jar cat. and people were generous to the or PayPal Jude. tip jar and we use that money to put on a live show with a full 80-piece orchestra in Berkeley a year later. Uh, and so we did get to perform the whole album live once and I forgot some of the words that I wrote. Whoa, I really? was so nervous. I was so nervous. If you listen to the live recording, there's a couple of videos of the live show and yeah, everybody in the band uh, dressed up, half of the orchestra dressed up, uh, but everybody that was part of the core rock band and I got like I, I used a bunch of my friends as as backup singers, folks from Ubisoft. Like one of them was like, yeah, I'll slum it with you. She sings with the San Francisco Symphony. Damn. But, but she's a Beatles fan and she was like, this is fun. I love doing this shit. Let's go. Yeah. And so she dressed up as Mon Mothma for us, for fuck's sake, you know? Like, it was it was pretty incredible. So th- there's videos of that on uh, on the Palette Swap Ninja uh, YouTube channel as well. The so. only other thing, I, I I wanted to send it to you, but I get sidetracked. When when Hamill retweeted your thing multiple times, I, I, used, I literally did stand-up about how 90% of the internet, like, 20 years ago was Star Wars. Mark Hamill doesn't give a fuck about your fan art like how how do you even show mark hamill your fan art nowadays he's seen it all but somehow three times he mentioned princess yeah. Leia it was like the highest possible compliment the, <laughs> I, i'm gonna do sort of like a little frequently asked questions twitter role on mm-hmm. uh, you know on the anniversary it was actually may 1st but maybe i'll save it to may 4th because we wanted to give it. it a couple of days to warm up right like we figured mm-hmm. if you heard about it in time for May 4th. If you did it on May 4th, nobody would hear about it because everything is Star Wars that day. It would get lost. Right. So we rolled it out on May 1st, hoping to say to like local radio stations, like, hey, there's this thing that you can play on the 4th, you know? Mm-hmm. And it caught fire within about eight hours. Awesome. And then like May 2, it was just like I was crying. I could just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Um, so yeah, I think I made like uh, thirty-two cents off the YouTube video. I yeah, all right, like, good for you. <laughs> thirty-two cents, wow! But um, you know, people people assume like, oh well, you know, what did the Beatles think? We have no, I have no idea if Paul McCartney or Ringo Starr heard it. Probably not, and they probably wouldn't care. What did anybody from Star Wars? Yes, Hello, Mark Flash Hamill. Golden. It's pretty yeah. good. Oh no, peace and love. No <laughs> autographs. You know, that's that's Ringo. Um, and uh, and what did Weird Al think? And mm-hmm. I will never know because I I bought the super fan package to go see Weird Al when he played in Oakland. Right. Uh, and I I was literally the last person in line. And I handed him a USB drive and I said, you're a huge inspiration to both of us. We tried to do this justice. We did, you know, the story of Star Wars to start your Thank you. I'm sure he went, because, you know, like, first of all, I've never seen him praise another parody artist ever. He has talked about who inspired him and mm-hmm. he has honored Stan Freeberg and Tom Lehrer and, and uh, you know, stuff like that. He has never said anything about a contemporary stand ups. Yes. But music. No. So really? I, and I and I wonder if it's just legally he doesn't want it, you know, or or he doesn't want to be, you know, associated with somebody else that he doesn't control. Well, so to like acknowledge if he, somebody to acknowledge one guy would set a precedent. He has to acknowledge everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and, and so I get it, but you know, I on my deathbed, I would love to know if he actually listened to it and what I he bet thought. he did. 
I bet but he did. I'm sure it was I think he's aware him. of it because honestly, like when Entertainment Weekly and Rolling Stone and NPR said, this is weird Al caliber, that was the Damn. hugest compliment to me. Like, because, wow. you know, I we, we've we talked at length about how much time went into making those lyrics. I, I'm surprised they went with such a tortured collection of words when they could have just gone with weird Aliber. Oh, it's Weird Oliver. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, Where were you, Owen Gleiberman? Or whoever for we were aiming to be like as good as Weird Al because we're like, that's yeah. what makes it funny more than once is to really care about exactly what you're saying. So that was totally our goal. And we were like, we like if Al ever hears this, we just want him to be proud to hear like, okay, somebody gets it. And then, like, the press was like, these guys get it. And like, well, maybe Al listened, maybe Al didn't. I don't know. I'm a big Al fan like you are, and I know enough about his bandmates. There's no way it didn't cross their paths. It's probably on his radar, but I have no idea what his personal He has been told about it, and he's like, you should listen to it. Ah, you know how I feel about that stuff. He's like, no, Al, for real. And even if he didn't, I bet it was brought up to him multiple times by people in his band. Right. And somewhere out there are our MP3s credited to Weird Al Yankovic because you can't make funny music on the internet that's any good at all without somebody going Weird Al, oh what if God smoked cannabis that must yeah. be Weird Al it's not, it's not Weird Al tying it's, it right back to right now that's a woman singing it and you think that's Weird Al <laughs> Yeah. If it's, it's funny music, it must be Weird Al. And I, like Napster was hilarious. Every oh. comedy song ever. Yes. Attributed <laughs> to Weird like Al. A it's Weird a 25 Al's year collection. tradition. Yeah. Weird Al's collections of racist jokes. Right, yeah. Like, and, like, stuff what, is oh, so my poor guy. For him, you poor would never. Guy. Except Link, he come to town, which was, for whatever reason was credited to System of a Down. <laughs> that Zelda right. song. Anyway, thank you. Wow, we have deviated. Yeah. Let's move but on. I, I we love should this. talk about Batman games because Bat- I've been like playing this shit for the past two days, trying desperately to backfill my knowledge of Batman that is dissociated completely from the Arkham we games. Were, I thought we were kind of there pretty early, mm-hmm. but Michael likes to verify. I do, I do. But mm-hmm. So let's just get into that right after this. everybody it's me the raccoon that used to live under chris's porch until chris came to me and said we're moving in a new direction and that direction is east far away from you and your piles of rat skulls and terrible songs some of you may not remember me i used to be vigigame apocalypse's mascot years and years ago and while it's been a long time since i've been active the hosts came to me and said hey we figure a few minutes from you would be more entertaining than dead air this week so can you maybe do a little shtick and tell people more about the show so yeah here i am to tell you all how to support this group of ingrates that think they can just kick me off the show ignore my endless texts for years and years and then bring me back on like nothing's happened. First and foremost, visit their stupid Patreon, patreon.com slash lasertime, where you can sign up to pay actual money for stuff you won't find anywhere else, including shows from these guys going into depth about video games that they, a bunch of losers in their 40s, enjoy playing. Also, you can go onto your podcast app of choice and leave a review. Five-star reviews only, please. You know the drill. Bad things will happen if it's less than that. I'll come to your house and stare at you. You won't see it because it'll be through the nearest window, but you'll know that I was there. Why? Because there will be remnants of something that you don't want to see piled. And you'll think it's a cat. You will think it's a cat. Cats do this, but it's me. It's me and my army of unseen raccoons. But what you can really do to help us is just tell a friend about the show. You've got a friend who likes video games and they're like, oh man, I wish they were good podcasts to listen to. Guess what, freak? Listen to Video Game Apocalypse. That's what you say. Insult them and end your friendship as long as they hear about us. That's the important thing. Anyway, I'm being chased off with a broom, so see you never, kids. And we're back to talk about what? Batman. Yeah, it's Batman. Five Batmans, beginning with this Batman. Number five. Riddle me this. 
game I was wholly unaware of until yesterday. <laughs> what is this? You're welcome. Uh, Batman Forever, the arcade game. Yeah. And so I, I thought, like, you, you said that, and I was shocked. I, I, I was incorrect. I was like, Michael, I think the arcade game is a contender here. And like, all right, I'll put the arcade game in. I'm like, it's not an actual arcade game. Like, cause I know it is, made, like, it is, it is, no, it is, but they made like so few units compared to how many mm. console versions sold. Right. But it's called Batman, the arcade game. Cause I can't think of any other game like this other than like a WWF, the arcade game that like, no, no, we're arcade style. And, uh, right. we're in the mid nineties We're we're not necessarily supposed to be an arcade. Nobody. No, it didn't. Pac-Man didn't call itself Pac-Man the Arcade Game, <laughs> right? It, well, I think I think you need to clarify. This is Batman Forever. Batman the arcade Forever game. Yeah. the Arcade. Because game. When, when you said the arcade game, I thought it, you were talking about the Batmobile game, which I, I think forgot. is maybe what Dan is about. To and, well, there's a beat well, em up no, too. There, there was a there was a Keaton game put out by mm-hmm. Atari, which plays like Rolling Thunder in 1990, yes. and that's just called Batman, and that's the yeah. the, the, the sort of the Nicholson Keaton one. And then I actually suggested the current Batman driving game, which Great is just game, called Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's from Raw Thrills, which is the company run by Eugene Jarvis, the guy that created Defender and Robotron and all those classic games and the Cruisin' series and stuff I've like that. I've always wanted to talk to somebody at Raw Thrills so hard. He's a great interview. I, I would recommend you getting him on one of the shows sometimes because he curses like a sailor. Don't don't but, tell him because his Batman game is going in my Star Wars arcade cab. As oh, soon fantastic. As I on there. Yes. But yeah, this is Batman Forever. And what's yeah. very unusual about this is that it's by a company that didn't normally make arcade games. It was Never their did. first foray into arcade games. It's Acclaim, which had the mm-hmm. Batman license. Yeah. And they thought, well, we can do this. And can they though? And, and it's, <laughs> it's also Iguana, which did yeah. like Turok on N sixty four. Right, it's, it was it's an internal. Two, two, two people associated with me with NBA Jam, the ultimate art. One of the you know Dan loves art yeah. NBA Jam. I do. So the, these are two of the NBA Jam conversion people bringing you uh, Batman, and it's a yeah, it's a claims first I think arcade game ever. It was so. Here's mm-hmm. briefly. Here's the story of a claim coin op. They started with Batman Forever, and they put it out for what was known as the Sega Titan arcade system, or the STV system, mm-hmm. is what it's usually called. And it basically, think about a Neo Geo, but Sega ripping off the concept. It's a cartridge. <laughs> There's a motherboard. You plug a cartridge into it, and uh, Radiant Silver Gun came out on STV. Uh, there were a couple of uh, there was a, a version. Basically, it was a Saturn with a shitload more memory. So it was mm-hmm. Saturn architecture, but like. Uh, arcade grade so they thought great this is great you know we make this beefed up saturn game and then we can just easily port it and there you go so they put that out and as you heard it's pretty intense and it's kind Mm -hmm. of ridiculous my favorite is that there are power-ups little batman symbols that litter whenever (laughs) you beat a bad guy one of these pops out and batman famously never using a gun every time you pick up one of those icons it makes a gun cocking sound for no reason whatsoever i love this game and i I discovered it a few years ago we did stream it on uh, youtube.com slash laser time it's one of my favorite streams we ever did because uh the developer commented on it did you see that yeah on the youtube things one of the, the the designer of the original arcade game 
saw that stream and it's the top comment on YouTube what? for what? your video. What? Where he and he he revealed that like they were using SGI hardware. They were using like 3DS Max to create the backgrounds. They had like the ultimate gaming tool set in the 90s and that's what they made. Yeah. Well, it's 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 <laughs> the best thing about it is that it is this uh I don't I don't know how to decide things. Let's just use every idea. It yeah, is a, there's no editing. Yeah. It is a beat 'em up Final Fight clone, but it's like, but Street Fighter's got combos, and Marvel's combo, Marvel's Capcom has Super Saiyan charge moves. We should do that with Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Robin. Well, we like, need a two player game. We'll make twice as much money if we make it a two player co op game. Yeah, huge like digitized rotoscoped sprites of Batman, Robin, and a bunch of neon thugs. Completely incomprehensible because, like, you know, obviously. You, you can, you know, you're just beating people up, but then, like, you will just be picking up these random power-ups constantly, and they will radically change what you can do. Like, you know, you might pick up a grapple power-up, and suddenly, like, Batman or Robin is, is just swinging across the screen on a rope in, in different directions, toward the camera, away from it. Uh, it like, you might uh, run into Harvey Dent, uh, Two-Face, and... Like he flips a coin, and if it lands on the evil side, you get shrunk. Yes, our kind of day. Like that. Boop, 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 boop. I, I really gotta. I gotta wonder. If, I don't know. I just. I just. Sorry. I just saw that T two arcade game, and I love that. Like you can see in the attract mode, like the voices of Schwarzenegger and Robert Patrick. That was like a big deal, and wasn't happening a ton. There wasn't a lot of instances where it could happen, other than like the Street Fighter. Uh, right. movie game, but you're hearing Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones scream from an arcade. I've never seen this arcade cabinet in person. I couldn't, like, I did a quick Google glance and like, no, I've it's never rare. seen this. Yeah. I've, uh, it's rare. And I mean, it would have been a conversion cabinet, right? Like, it would yeah. have been a marquee and maybe some side art because yes. it was part of this interchangeable system. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite, uh, Michael, you mentioned the, those strange power-ups that you can get. Batarangs mm -hmm. make sense. That's yeah. okay. But the until bad you guys, flood the screen with flaming batterings, and then it's yeah. just, what? The bad guys scream and go, oh, oh, God, no, oh, no, don't, oh. And my favorite was that I caught this because I played it on the way home today. Uh, only on the batterings, one of the guys shouts, it's ripping the flesh from my body. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going on with this? Yeah, this, this is one of the most nutty games ever, and it's... It's it's Talking a fun with Michael, game. It, it it's might not a hard, good game, but yeah, it is it a been lot hard, of fun. It's hard to call it the one of the best Batman games, but like it's worth the, playing. The sting of Batman Forever and Robin are over. I get just as giddy and silly and fun out of watching Batman Forever and Robin because it's just indicative of a time long past. So is this game. This weird in between of like. Final Fight and Marvel versus Capcom and a, and a Western developer trying their best to do a Japanese beat em up with yeah. combos and power bars. It's ridiculous. And like when you play it at home, we were playing on the stream with two players. You can't see anything that's happening. It's impossible. <laughs> it, it's forget it's any true. bullet hell schmup. You cannot see anything that's happening. It is so absurd. You don't and, need and then you to. suddenly Just mash get... the buttons and you'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, I actually found that jumping and kicking constantly, jumping and punching and jumping and kicking, kept me alive far longer as either Batman or Robin when I was playing. But it has so many other, like, grapple mechanics and, like, throwing enemies toward the screen. I love 
belt scrollers. And this is... There weren't a lot really made by Western devs that made a splash. And this is... Right. This is ham-fisted as hell, but it is in every way enjoyable the same way Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are to me. It is authentically campy. When go rights go wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it it just feels good. And then like the whole the whole game is short and super repetitive. Mm, but like yeah. random stuff happens enough where like this is a fun playthrough. On an emulator. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But. Uh, I, I wanna like even the character select screen is bonkers from the get-go. You get, like, super high-res spinning 3D models of Batman and Robin, which look amazing for the time. And, and But then, like, okay, here's a clip of first Robin being selected and then Batman, and see if you can guess which one they're more excited about. Robin. Who is Batman? <laughs> Robin. And then Robin. You get Jim Carrey doing it. Who is? I mean, it has to have just been a uh, a pickup from Chris. I can't remember his last name's. O'Donnell. Chris what? O'Donnell, that's right. What happened to Chris O'Donnell? Uh, he was on a Law and Order spinoff. Law and Order was California. he really? I, wait. Or Law, and Order, Law and Order Gotham? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Law, Law and Order California. Or the L.A. one. An L.A. version of CSI oh. or Law and Order. Wow. Him and LL okay. Cool J are partners in crime. Oh, I did not know that. Damn. Yeah, Chris Two O'Donnell probably seems it. like an okay guy because we haven't read anything terrible. That's right. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't done anything gossip-worthy. Good for him. Yeah. Way to stay, keep your nose clean, Chris. And maybe he yeah. has, and we just don't care or haven't paid attention. <laughs> maybe he's just got really good PR handlers. Maybe he's great at bearing it. bodies. We don't know. Right. Yeah. 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 But it, it all adds up to a game that, again, sounds like this. Stop. I sent you a clip. Yeah, that that last thing is when it hits the power up and just like the entire screen starts glowing and a giant bat silhouette closes in on him and And everything goes white and black. I, I sent you a clip. I would never do this of us streaming this game, but it was... Brett and I knew what it was, but Henry did not. And it's it's 20 seconds into the game, I just hit the power bar, and this is what it sounded like. And it just blows out the speakers. It has all the tropes and bells and whistles, and like, we gotta put it all. You can throw people in There's the screen. There's percentages, power meters, and check this yes. out. Jesus Christ! This is, so we're ah! Yes. Yes. So, so did you think, <laughs> like Batman goes super sane. He sucks in the sun and light behind yeah. him. He does. And then it's 20 seconds. I couldn't have built up anything that fast. It is a <laughs> it is the most ham-fisted beat em up I've ever seen in my life and I've played it three more times cuz I love it now. One of the, my favorite mechanics in here is that when you're playing two players, they did the thing that they they used to do in like T2, we were talking about the shooters, uh, like mm-hmm. the Terminator 2 shooter and RevX. Uh, the two players are sort of co-op competitive. So if you beat up more people, you get a power-up at the end. Mm. So you each player, depending on what they earned, can then get a bonus going into the next thing, like a super grapple gun. My favorite was VR. And I don't know what yeah. you have to do to yeah, get it. Just it just says VR mode. It just says VR mode. And what it is is when you when you defeat an enemy, they explode into green vector cubes. Fuck. That's it. It has I, nothing to do with any 
anything. But it just made me laugh because I'm like, of course, they were like, oh, what's a hot buzzword? VR. Uh, we got to do something with VR. Guys, guys, marketing says we got to have a VR component. All right, we'll, we'll, ma- we'll make them uh, explode into green boxes. That's perfect. Ship it. <laughs> you know, I, I've never dug so deep into Game Facts forums. Like, how do you, am I playing this thing right? I really feel like I'm not, but I'm doing great. Like, I, I'm obliterating everybody. Yeah, it's, uh, again, not a good game, but absolutely a fun game and dude, one this, worth this playing. This game will bring a smile on your face the same way Bane wearing a fedora will in Batman and Robin. Like, it's it's just like, oh, oh, this so, is so close. Not No, not so close, but just, oh, this is so far away from what I wanted. Hilarious. I, I also love, I didn't realize until I saw someone's playthrough, that it's like, you can have two players playing as the same character, so you can have two Robins or two Batmans. Yes. And it, it, if you're two Batmans, the second Batman is bright purple, which is a pretty good lead-in to our... Number four. Sound I of, sense eight bit music. Yep. Sound of I Batman w- turbo punching a bunch of uh, thugs and little robot things. Sunsoft, I, I thought. <clears throat> at the time when I was a kid, was one of the best video game makers in the world. And I could have said developers or publishers, but I clearly didn't. Hmm. But, uh, but, <laughs> but I love Blaster Masters. Uh, this g- and a lot of licensed games, I, I, like, I didn't know they were bad. I just had ones I preferred. Hmm. And in terms of 1990, uh, wow, Batman is the shit. This game is amazing. Like, like I haven't done this in an NES game before. I hadn't grappled to walls or had to to manage my bat powers. Yeah. Uh, uh, p- playing it again, like I, I've been trying, I've tried to play this on and off for years, and just thought mm-hmm. like, oh, this is really hard. Why do people like this? And I want to make it clear, I do not like when people invoke the cliche of this is like Dark Souls <laughs> to describe something difficult. But I will invoke it because. To me, saying this is like Dark Souls means it seems impenetrable and difficult, and then suddenly something clicks, and you understand how to get through it, and then it's it's perfectly manageable. Uh, but oh, it marriage, oh marriage, that's like Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't hand. <laughs> My that wife to hates you. hearing that. Like you know, there's there's no modern tutorial to tell you like, oh, push this button to use the batterings, and the batterings will obliterate fucking everything. And be much more effective than trying to punch it. Now I see the appeal. Now I love it too. And I really love that you can do things like wall jump that everyone uses the gif for. The music is so good. Mm. I, I love the music. And I, I didn't... These are things I was unaware of at the time until I think when Activision Spider-Man came out. That like... When a game comes out based on a movie, you're limited to characters and things from that movie or things this game makes from scratch. Whereas this game is like, these are some pretty deep Batman. I don't know how many people know KG Beast, but you will you will fight him in this game. Wow. <laughs> you will fight him in this game. He's not in any of the movies, and he's definitely not in the first Michael Keaton movie. That's all there is. I, I didn't even realize that the enemy designs were coming from the comics. I just sort of assumed that, like... Well, like, this this whole game has a very Ninja Gaiden-esque aesthetic 
from like the gameplay to the enemy design to the music. Just assume this is like a Ninja Gaiden character coming out. I, I, I didn't know that either until I bought Chris Baker's book. By the way, aha! Because he, he's like, here's who everybody is, and here's how wrong is it. The book just had a wrong. <laughs> it could be. Sounds it, familiar. Yeah. Sorry, CB. Uh, <laughs> correct me, but it's it's no. Yeah, the it's book a, the book is titled wrong. It's on my two. I bought it, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, it's because it's got great screenshots and everything, but it's like here's who these characters are supposed to be from who is popular in because who is popular in comics isn't necessarily who is known because right Batman Batman for a majority of people including myself I had as many comics as I could get but I couldn't pay three dollars for a comic in 1989 I was a fucking kid I was I had no job I had a two dollar allowance it was really hard to get into new Batman Uh, but I think it it may be more representative of new current Batman which is like when Bane is getting introduced um, in, in, in around I could be told Baker's going to kick me in the dick. He, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> well, you better come um, correct. Just just in case there was any doubt that this was a Japanese game made by Japanese developers, uh, the final Joker fight, after which, by the way, you very clearly deliberately punch him off the roof of the cathedral. He does not <gasps> accidentally fall while you're trying to save Vicky Vale. Batman literally throws him off the roof in, in a cutscene. But during the actual fight, he has a couple of different attacks. He shoots you with that very long-barreled revolver that he has in the movie. And he also calls down lightning strikes. You can you can sort of hear the thunder there. It sounds exactly like his his shooting, but uh, still. But, but my favorite thing about this era, Batman, is Tim Burton. Tim Burton is like fresh off of a well, he's fresh off of Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. and he signs on Jack Nicholson at the time it was like a very bankable, reputable actor. And I, I love Jack Nicholson. That is not me saying his star has fallen. He just hasn't been anything in ten well, he's an, years. He's an old guy. Like he's I know probably semi retired. Right? Yeah. And part of the reason is because he waived his upfront fee and like I'll take some of the gross of the movie and the merchandise. Every piece of merchandise in every game has a Jack Nicholson thing because it was just like waived. It's okay. We'll just pay Jack Nicholson his agreed fee. It is rumored that he made like two hundred million dollars alone off Damn. of like his one appearance in a Batman movie of nineteen eighty nine money, and uh, Jack Nicholson is good to go. Yeah, <laughs> set for life. I love Jack Nicholson. I miss him dearly. But the last time I saw him was the SNL fortieth anniversary, and he couldn't read very well <laughs> off the cue card. That doesn't make him unique in the annals no. of SNL. It, I guess it doesn't. Christopher Walken has been making hay out of that for like twenty years. Still better ah. than Steven Seagal. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, also, I just want to give a brief shout out. This game got a sequel, The Return of the Joker, which was odd in that, like, it's it's sort of supposed to be a movie sequel, like an unofficial sequel before Batman Returns came along. Uh, it it was very shooty. Like you you can still punch people, but most of the time you you just got like a wrist mounted gun that you'll be shooting various ammunition out of, and it looked just like real Batman. Yeah, it looked amazing for an NES game. Like huge visual upgrade from Purple Batman, 
And uh, it sounded pretty good, too. Dramatically better. Yeah. A couple more instruments there. Feels pretty nuts when games could do this because uh, I think Sunsoft had the license and like uh, we're gonna make a second Batman game, but like Tim Burton hasn't made Batman Returns yet, and like then we'll promote it using only comic art and, right. and like the, yeah. it's it, beautiful. Like if you want to talk about beautiful covers, Return of the Joker is one of the best NES covers of all time. It doesn't like use any of the movie stuff. Big grinning Joker face. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. awesome. It's like really bright good. yellow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bright yellow background. So it popped like crazy on yeah, the stand. It looks, it looks great. And like if, if you had it on your shelf, you would see it first. It's amazing. And uh, I, I like, I don't, the gameplay is easy to make fun of, but like uh, I think Sunsoft probably took some criticisms of the first game, blah, blah, blah. Tried to make us a, a more fun sequel, and I think a lot of people enjoy the sequel a little more. But like, we weren't—I don't even want to bring this up. But like, I had three people in my class who wore Batman shoes, socks, shorts, shirt, and had a symbol in their head every day after 19. This thing was so huge; it is when you, we talk about like everything's a franchise or a sequel like that kind of started with Batman mm, and like yeah. or, or, like you could say Star Wars but like they were ready with Batman it didn't take six months for things to come to shelves right Batman it, like, learned from yeah. Star Wars yes. to go we, we like we, we can ride this wave if we help create it and, and, <laughs> and, and then and if you were younger and, and cynical Every movie launched with that attitude, so I have a ton of like Waterworld figures and Congo <laughs> figures. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, everybody thought they were the next yeah. Batman after yes, Batman. Everybody said, thought like, they were the next Look, Batman, it, we're but, like, swimming in money, guys. Still remember like, swimming the, in money? Let's do Waterworld. Yeah, John Carter action figures like a week after that movie. But I, <laughs> discounted at Toys R Us. I'm talking about oh. my youth, so people aren't showing up at school to get laid. Most people are trying to not get beat up, and the best way to not get beat up, I'm like, oh, Batman. I like Batman. Me too. Right. We yeah. probably shouldn't fight. Yeah. Everybody right. loved <laughs> like, that, that that yellow and black symbol was logo. absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, when you said like symbol on their head, like were they doing the thing where like they had it shaved into the back of their hair? Back and side. Wow. Uh, like oh, a that's dedication. I don't want to. I don't want to sound racial, but I, it was <laughs> weird. Like uh, black guys had it in the back of their head, and white guys had it in the side of their head. There was. And it was happening so much. Occasionally, they that wouldn't be true of either of them. But that this was so omnipresent that, like, whoa, I've never seen those Batman shoes before. And that's something we're finally <laughs> at now. Uh, like <laughs> now, we're like, uh, like aspiring preteens can just get Batman anything all over their body. Mm-hmm. And that's that uh, thanks to this this whole fucking era. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. And again, like Batman translating great to film, Batman translating great to games. Uh, I think rumoredly Sunsoft made a Superman game. If you can find the ROM of Solar Man, which I don't think was actually released, Solar Man like, or Sun Man, I forget what they called it. Yeah, Solar Man or Sun Man, but like Sunsoft didn't make any more DC properties. But hmm. Superman has terrible games. Yeah. And, Sometimes even worse movies. Except for maybe that one arcade game. I think that might be the only good one. Oh, that's... I mean, there's a, t- a, a good... A, a arcade style is almost the only time Superman is good in, mm-hmm. in games. Fly right, shoot, punch. Yeah, 
Exactly. That's all you need. Uh, well, yeah, Batman is so well adapted to video games that this next one was actually kind of a surprise. It's like, not only is this good, it's number three on our list. Nice of you to drop by, Batman. And I see you brought your bumbling sidekick as well. Care for a rematch, guy? Or did you just come to watch as I tear apart everything you hold dear? Come on, guy. Now's your moment. You know I can't control myself, Batman. One more insult from Mongol, and I'll be body slamming both of us into Mogo's battery. Controlling your anger isn't about refusing to fight, guy. It's about thinking before you act and knowing when to attack. What an inspiring pep talk. And that's one to grow on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh... This is Batman the Brave and the Bold, which is is actually two different games made by WayForward based on a TV show that I turned up my nose at because it's like, oh, this yes. is like back to the goofy Silver Age Batman with, uh, you know, his, his silly antics and villains and low stakes. Uh, but it's actually it was actually surprisingly good. The, yeah, the few episodes in, that I watched. I didn't know until 302010 where we had to talk about the ending. It's made by all the same like people who made Batman the Animated Series and Justice League Unlimited, but it casts mostly comic people in the voices mm-hmm. and is is actually the DC fans turn their nose up at it, but it's like you're going to find this the funniest. Yeah. It is the funniest if the more you know about DC because so do the people making the show. And it's fucking silly and ridiculous. Pee Wee Herman is Batmite. D- Diedrich Bader yeah, is Batman. That's crazy casting. And and it did, like, the, the show did weird stuff. Like, yeah. there was a couple episodes. They, they had uh, Neil, uh, what's uh, Doogie Howser. Patrick Harris. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris to do a, a character called the Music Meister, and it's an entirely musical episode. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's being forced to sing, they did. They took an old, like one of the earliest Batman parodies from Mad Magazine that was done by, like I think Harvey Kurtzman. Yeah, Bat Boy and um, yeah, Bat Boy and Ruben. And Ruben, yeah, he, I've and read that a billion it. times. Like it's just straight up, like yeah, let's animate this. I think it's from the first uh, Mad Magazine, actually. Yeah, if not, uh, if not or, the very first, then like yeah, if not one, the first, like the yeah. first fuck, like like three, like. Don't want to go into the history of Mad Magazine, but that's like when they had to stop doing horror comics because the Senate was about to fucking come down on them. It's yeah. like, uh, all right, now we're just going to do comedy, which is regulated differently. And I'm looking at the voice cast for the show now. It's and nuts. I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I mean, just go to Wikipedia. But I, where else are you going to hear Tippi Hedren and John Michael Higgins <laughs> and R. Lee Ermey yeah. all together? Like, it, it's, it's stunning. And... Freaking Mindy Cohn from The Facts of Life does Velma Dinkley. Somehow there's a Scooby-Doo crossover yeah, on this thing. Because the first Time episode, Warner, man. The yeah, first well, episode I but... saw of the show was the last one for 302010, and it's Batmite describing, like, maybe we went about this all wrong. We were trying to make... And, like, he tells you how we were trying to make a show about... Uh, 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 for people who grew up knowing everything about Batman and their children that they could watch together that didn't you know, right. Brand people mm-hmm. with, <laughs> that was still like G rated and fun for like family, like families to watch together. It's so surreal. The last episode is really funny. And, it, and weird Al Yankovic plays himself in one. Episode. Yes. So there's that. Al- I, I think Callback. somebody said it used to be Richard Belzer 
who connected the most universes, but now it is Weird Al. <laughs> Weird Al is a character or himself in in Marvel, DC, Naked Gun. Like, <laughs> Weird Al. There's, there's a, an animated Guar short with him in it. Yes. No yes. way. Yeah. Weird, Weird Al is, is, is our connective tissue to pop culture in a way you might have said 30 year, years ago, but it's way different now. He literally is himself in the all of these universes. <laughs> you want me to play this clip? The Batmite sure. clip? Mm-hmm. The Batmite clip I thought would be a good intro to the whole segment because like people always have like, Batman didn't do this and didn't do that. And this is an example of the show slash the games, Pee Wee Herman telling you about Batman for everybody. Yes, uh, but he's responding to a Comic-Con crowd who hates the show that's happening. Like, Oh, that's fantastic. It's so weird. And, like, there's all these people in the crowd dressed like different incarnations of Batman. But, like, I just remember when I was, like, before we first started podcasting, somebody in D.C. said, like, Batman thrives on interpretation. Like, reinterpretation. That's a fair Uh, point. Superman is hard to touch because he does these things and his parents are this and that. But like that, like my first Batman comic is Gotham by Gaslight. It's like Jack yes. the era. That's the first one I ever, like someone ever gave me when I was a little kid. And, 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 but Batman can survive in any element in a way that Superman and Spider-Man sort of can't. Yeah. My first one was uh dark Knight returns, which was a hell of a, yeah. a, a way to, to be introduced. But then, Gotham by Gaslight was right after, and then I was just like, "Give me all the Elseworlds, you know, like give give me all of the weird reinterpretations. Give me, uh, you know, like period pieces, but it's Batman, and yeah. or give me like Far Future and his Batman, and, and through and, through he, he is flexible, for lack of a better word, through pop culture osmosis. Like most people know about more of that, despite never having read a Batman comic or anything like that. Like everybody kind of gets that because we grew up. If you're I'm 42 as of a few months ago, but I grew up with the Adam West version and reading the comics. And then I read old comics. And then I, and then new Batman movies came out. And then YouTube existed and people told me about Batman incarnations. Most people who care about Batman know all this shit. (laughs) They do. They're like most people who like Batman even mildly know a ton about Batman. And this game is celebrating all that. The the summons of all these... like Because I never read Aquaman, but Aquaman was my favorite person to summon in this game. Oh! Yeah, and, and like Black Canary, Green Arrow, mm-hmm. I think Plastic Man is in it. Uh, and, and Booster Gold is like one of the first ones that that is available to you. But this, this is actually... I want to say this is two games with two different stories. So there's the DS mm-hmm. version where you're just playing as Batman, and gradually you'll be able to switch to a bunch of other DC heroes... And, you know, it's pretty standard side-scrolling platform action game. Then there is, both of these are by Way Forward, by the way, who are masters of 2D game creation. The Wii version is a very high-res 2D action game, plays a bit similarly to the, the DS game, but you always have a partner on screen, whether it's Robin or Green Lantern, or Hawkman, or Blue Beetle, and there's constant dialogue 
as they're running around through these different set pieces. Since when do statues walk? Or attack, for that matter? They're statues of Bast, the ancient Egyptian goddess of the sun. Looks like a giant cat to me. Catman must have figured out how to unlock the abilities of the diamond. How do you know the thief was Catman? It was pretty dark. For all we know, it could have been Catwoman. This isn't like her, and I know what I saw. A museum heist involving cats and diamonds? Yeah, that doesn't sound like her at all. Throughout that entire level, they just keep arguing about this with Robin insisting that, like, I, I'm pretty sure it's Catwoman. It's like, no, it's Catman. Catwoman do, wouldn't do this. It's like, why are you defending her? I'm like, because I believe in rehabilitation. It's like, yeah, for the hot ones. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's part of the... Uh, Spoiler, it's both be... of them working together. Oh, <laughs> you had to spoil it. might not be the right show to talk about it. Um, I know, you were totally going to play Batman. The, the funny thing is, I'm looking me. it up, and I can I watch did. the series on HBO Max now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I watched now I'm like, HBO I kind of want to start watching this on my commute. But I play the DS game, and the DS game is this this wonderfully solid uh, side-scroller, yep. 2D side-scroller with voice acting, and it's awesome. I loved it. And then it, this made me like, oh, well, maybe I should be watching this, but I didn't have cable, so there was no way to do that. 10 years ago and and only now can i catch up on brave and the bold but it still makes me like i again i was weaned on the adam west show that's the reason everybody knows who batman is and every one of his villains it, it's mm-hmm. it's astonishing like you can make these jokes in a way like people probably don't know who shocker is in spider-man but they spider-man makes more money at the box office right but but everybody know everybody knows who penguin is in the new movie even though he doesn't penguin much. When, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, I'm obsessed with Colin Farrell's character here. Where is this going? Oh my god. <laughs> I, yeah, I had like Cat looked it up. I'm only 45 minutes into the movie, right? So, oh, wow. <laughs> because like we got a chance to start it last night. And then she's like, can we finish watching? I'm like, no, I'm going to be doing a podcast about Batman oh, instead no. tonight. <laughs> no, it's funny. But uh, yeah, she's like, I said, she goes, he, there's something familiar about him. I said, yeah, I feel like I must have seen him somewhere, but I don't know where. And she looked it up, and she was like, you are not, you are never going to guess. Yeah. <laughs> you are not going to believe this. It's Colin Farrell playing a smaller role, despite being the most recognizable person in that movie, making himself <laughs> unrecognizable. And spoiler, maybe he doesn't die in the film. And like, what the fuck? Is he going to be back? Oh, my God. Maybe. Like, great. Catman, by the way, voiced by Thomas F. Wilson, Biff from Back to the <laughs> Future. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I, again, whoa, I, Batman! Go to the Wikipedia page where there are almost a hundred voices listed for this show, and you will be stunned. It's a who's who. I mean, that was the thing about the Adam West series. It was considered an honor to be a villain of the week, yeah. right? You had mm-hmm. Vincent Price. Vincent you had, Price is the Eggman, yeah. the worst. Yeah, of all you time. had all the different <laughs> Catwoman actors. You, you know, you had uh, yeah people. It was like Frank oh, this Gorshin is was a, a famous comedian. Exactly, and, and it was sort of like you know uh, that was that was a wonderful thing, and people were like, "Oh no, I'd love to do a week." You know, Zero Mostel wasn't he? Uh, was he? Uh, uh, who am I thinking guy? of? I'm thinking of. Uh, oh no, who was the Egyptian King villain? Tut? Yeah, who played King Tut? Wasn't that Zero Mostel, or was it somebody oh, no. else? I don't know. But been. yeah, like this this seems to have the same thing going on, where like. Oh, I'd I'd love to do that, you know. But uh, yeah. my oh, Victor thing, Buono. Like, Sorry, yeah. it was Victor Buono. I, I bought the Blu-ray of the '66 Batman series and watched almost all of it. 
It's, my... I mean, it's amazing. The, Sammy Davis own... Jr. popping his head out of, yeah. of, of, of like, I, again, like, well, he wasn't going to be a villain, but he wanted to be on the show, yes. and it was good for him to be on the show. So they're walking up the side of a building, and Sammy Davis Jr. pops his head out of the window and talks I, I, to them. I, I don't know Just... how the television production pipeline worked, but that show was on for two and a half years, made one movie in, th- like, 250 episodes, and was on, like, two nights a week. Yeah. and But the best thing about it, that this is a, a serious recommendation. I was reading comics at the time, so I knew who most of these people were. I'd never heard of one, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze really? on the Batman 66 one is like, no, this is the only analog to, like, newer Batman. It's an obsessed person who has these powers and is trying to fix his wife and is very sad. Uh, it's it's not funny. It's not campy. Mr. Freeze got me obsessed with uh, other Batman stuff. On Yeah, and Michael's looks... Yeah, boring. sorry. When you brought up Catman, I just really wanted to play this clip because his boss fight has like one of the weirdest strategies I've ever seen. It is unique to this fight, and it is explained in dialogue. How are we supposed to beat Catman when we can't even reach him? Let's use his own attack against him. The next time you're turned into a cat... Hop onto the small ledges and attack Catman on his perch. So yes, he temporarily turns you into cats. <laughs> you jump up and cling to him and shake the Wii remote to scratch him. Uh, Two cats at the same time. <laughs> now I can't not hear Deidre Fader every time. Deidre yes. Fader reference. Uh, if, you, if you absolutely just yeah. jump onto jump onto the ledges next time you can turn into a cat. <laughs> this is video game logic. This is just what happens, guys. Yeah. You might, you know, He's Robin, you never know. So- Diedrich Bader, he fucking rules. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, you get partnered with Blue Beetle at one point, and he talks even more nonstop than Robin does. I guess you think I'm a pretty bad superhero for letting Grodd know about this place. You're not a bad hero, but you could learn to keep quiet once in a while. Right. Good advice. Good advice. I'm actually really good at staying quiet. Not a lot of people know that about me. There's this one time a couple years ago, maybe like six or eight months ago, I didn't talk for like a whole hour, like an entire hour. It's just crazy, right? I may. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Right. I love Will Friedel. That's that's Ron Stoppable. Um, Will Friedel oh, wow. doing Blue Beetle, and I just I love him so much as a voice actor. Yeah. So Batman: Brave and Bold, surprisingly good game. I also want to throw good. a quick shout out at the. Batman Adventures of Batman and Robin based on the original animated series which is interesting to bring up because it is a completely different game depending on what platform you're playing yep. it on. The Super Nintendo version probably the best is is like a it's like this it's like a side scrolling beat 'em up uh platformer. Looks like the show. Yeah, looks a lot like the show. The Genesis version is kind of strange. It it is almost like a contra game where you're you spend more most of your time throwing batterings and sort of shooting at, at people in different directions rather than just beating them up it does cool things with perspective on a 16-bit platform also like you it's always like you're looking down and and seeing like this forced perspective on the buildings the sega cd version is just batmobile driving levels with interspersed with clips from the show um so well, the worst yep <laughs> probably but i think i think in all honesty like the Batman, the anime, BTAS, as we mm-hmm. call it, may have the most game based directly on it. 
Yeah, that all came out at the same time for different No, the, No, it, the PS1 has like two or three more. Oh, shit. That, that, that came out based on it. And, um, and I guess simultaneously like, with like Batman and Robin and yeah. shit on and the I, PS. I guess Batman, games like Batman Vengeance, Rise of Sin Su, those are also based on the animated There's series. like a Batman racer that takes place in the Batman, the animated series universe. There's yeah. a reason we did a show about that when you when kids buy uh, Batman preschoolers buy Batman products they look like Two-Face and Poison Ivy from the Batman the Animated Series to this day yep to this day they define how they sell Batman to preschoolers and Legos they, they, they like those the Lego versions are the Batman the Animated Series no. I'll shut up let's not My get ahead of ourselves because we still have to talk about number two step out of the shadows and be Bruce Wayne tonight Oh, that's a much harder fight. Don't let tombstones be your family legacy. Well then. Time to save the city. This is Batman the Telltale series. Ooh. This, like, shameless plug here, but it, it relates. Uh, 30 2010 this week, Diana, a.k.a. Um, Mrs. Raparez, mm-hmm. Diana's or, or Michael's wife. Yes, it's this the tenth anniversary of the Walking Dead Telltale series. Oh wow! This uh, this week, and uh, and Diana chimes in like, I fucking played this game. <laughs> I've actually played the Walking Dead because like this, we all like I, I I'm both mad at Telltale. I'm more mad at Telltale than myself. Like, they oversaturated the market with their kind of nonsense and didn't innovate very much. Uh, but the Batman game looked like the, the, the series evolving um, a little more than I think the Walking Dead series ever did. Because the Walking Dead series was sort of like a decision simulator. And yeah. uh, I... I, I can't for the life of me figure out, like, how do I get to a different ending than how that game ended in season season to season or in the end? Like, I can't be lead to the end. So clearly, like, <laughs> uh, my decisions don't matter a lot. But, like, what this was really fun about is the Telltale engine couldn't do action very well. But what it could mm-hmm. do is have Batman be an actual detective. Yeah. I mean, and, there's uh, still tons of action, quick time events, but uh, there are. Yeah, but but like it's the the, the compliment I was going to give to Michael Keaton is Michael Keaton is the uh, only Bruce Wayne I'd ever want to like spend any time with. He seems fun, or at least knows how to pretend to have fun. Whereas mm-hmm. like Bale, Kilmer, like they're all fucking like ah, I have no time for any of these people. Well, Bale um, also tried to like his his Bruce Wayne was kind of that, but like you really got the sense that like no Bruce Wayne is the character that Batman plays in public. Yes, yes, but like but because the the nature of the Telltale game, you are playing mostly as Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. trying to get information out of people, and like to me, that's the most fascinating part about this game is deceiving people as Bruce Wayne. I will remember that. They mm-hmm. will remember that. Um, Bruce Wayne is trying to get most of the uh, there there's there's the Batman to be honest when you're Batman and getting information that's the most boring part when you're Bruce Wayne 
talking to the elites and potential villains, mm. that's the most interesting part of this game, being Bruce Wayne. For Telltale, like, this, this came along when there was kind of like a glut of licensed Telltale games. And also, you know, when I, I was saying earlier that it's like, I was kind of sick of Batman for a while. So I, I ignored this, and then I played it again last night, and it's like, okay, I don't feel like I have a whole lot of agency in this. Like, no. I, I don't feel like my choices are making a lot of difference. But this is a very good Batman interactive movie. Visual novel. Yeah. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of visual novel with a lot more motion than that implies. But, like, yeah, you do get the crime scene investigations, and they do really try to ramp up the, the grisliness yeah. factor. This wasn't a handoff. It was a massacre. How many? I'd have to count the pieces. Oh, good lord. Who could have done such a thing? That's what I'm going to find out. Yeah, Your very first crime scene investigation, you are confronted with an exploded pile of guts that used to be a person, a cop who had was shot in the head with an incendiary bullet and had his face burned from the inside out, and he had also gone crazy from a neurotoxin and clawed the face off a mercenary. Uh, so, yeah, like a lot lot of grisly things to look at up close as Batman. And, uh, no, to, to be an actual detective. And yeah. I, I feel like, I think I've said this before, I, I love Arkham Asylum the most because, like, that is the most you are like actual Batman. And you feel like actual Batman. I'm looking at fingerprints and blacklight shit and I'm actually discovering stuff that helped me move forward whereas you know Arkham City is just like GTA and I can go anywhere I want fight anyone I want I will point out that there's a VR only thing for Arkham which Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason is not called V Arkham um, it's Arkham VR and it is basically just the detective stuff from the Arkham series in first person, in a visor. Oh no! Oh right, I played it. Yes, because yeah, you like super spend most of your time it. in the Batcave. It's short. It's like an hour, yeah. but you you get to hang out in the Batcave. You get to use all the gadgets. You get to like uh, you unlock really high res uh, models of all the characters as you go through and stuff like that. But yeah, like I I, I always think that you know growing up on the Adam West stuff, it's all mm-hmm. Biff and Sock and Pow, and you know like they're they're playing with the sort of language of comics. But what makes Batman an interesting? Uh, character is all this detective stuff. So any right. game that actually dares to do the detective stuff always captures my interest much more. If, you, if you're reading the comics, like he's in the Justice League saying like, yeah, I have plans how to kill all of you. You're all more powerful than me. Mm-hmm. That's what makes Batman a dope character. Like uh, he's always thought ahead and a contingency plan and how to, you know, settle debts with everybody. And this is the first game where like you see what I... I'm not kidding, where you see how hard it is to be Batman. He does the night stuff, and then he puts on a tux, and he's Bruce Wayne, and he has to lie to everybody, and, uh, yes, and manipulate information out of people. And and the new movie is great about that. Like, Bruce Wayne doesn't go out to have fun unless it's for Batman work. Generally. And, 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 the game is kind of like that, too. And I only played, like, the first couple episodes of this. I never finished it because we had a great conversation on 302010 about the thirty uh, the uh, Telltale formula being like, man, this felt like a godsend, but, like, releasing a two-hour episode of a game every three months made us, A, forget about it, uh, <laughs> uh, B, like, uh, forget about it. <laughs> Sorry, but, like, uh, 
yeah, what Michael's talking about, like, there are games based on uh, Walking Dead, Batman, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Game of Thrones mm -hmm. occurring simultaneously in the exact same style. And just everybody, I think, got like, all right. <laughs> this isn't going to impact any of the show or the movies. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I don't know how much this is worth to me. But this is interesting. Because, I, again, like the first two episodes, you were mostly, most of the air quote action is, is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. And that never happened. The, in the movies, very rarely does Bruce Wayne, he sort of like thinks of something and has to run off. But like Bruce Wayne does most of the work in these games. Neat. It also does something interesting in the second se series, The Enemy Within, where there's this character named John Doe. Who, uh, depending on how you interact with him, can become a good guy, sort of, misguided, or he can become the fucking Joker. But this, it also tackles a, a long-standing question that a lot of Bat fans have. This is big. Huge. I think I'm in love. <laughs> it's, it's an odd feeling. And, uh... Are you in love with... with me? No. But I hope uh, we can still be friends. So mysterious. Uh, <laughs> John Doe will remember that. But yeah. And I also want to point out Troy Baker, possibly the only actor who has played both Batman and the Joker. In different works, he was he was the Joker in beginning, mm. I think, with Arkham Origins, and uh, has has played him in a bunch of things since then. He also plays Batman in Hour. Fans of billionaire industrialists are in for a treat tonight as frontrunners Bruce Wayne and Lex Luthor face off at the annual Man of the Year award ceremony. Yes, it's Gotham's very own playboy philanthropist versus some bald guy from Metropolis. Here at Gotham City News, we're rooting for the home team. Go Bruce! So this is Lego Batman. And, and I'm just kind of giving a blanket nod to the whole series. Yeah. I, I think especially 2 is a really good game. That is the one that, like, introduced an open-world Gotham to Lego games and kind of let you, you know, jump into a Batmobile or pretty much any other vehicle and ru yeah, run two, around. And two, 2 was nuts, and I think kind of the template for uh, Dimensions, mm -hmm. which was by pack-in. <laughs> Do you remember the pack-in for Disney Infinity? It's like you get... Iron Man, Captain America, and uh, Black Widow. The pack-in for Lego Dimensions, which you could do anything and go through any universe, was Batman is the catalyst for all of them. Mm -hmm. And there are two different Lego Batman universes, and they are both represented in Dimensions. Batman? Gandalf? Batman? Ow! You landed on my back, man. I'm Batman. No, I didn't say, hey, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Oh, twins. I wonder if one of them is evil. Where did you come from? And why are there two Batmans? Batmen. Batmens? There aren't. There's only one Batman. I don't know who the stiff is. Hey. Uh, Will Arnett, Batman, and Troy Baker, Batman, having a slap fight. Fun times. I think this, I don't know. I want to know more if Dan has anything to say about this, but I think there's been a long way to legitimizing 
The Lego series, for as an adult, needs to legitimize itself to me every couple of years, mm -hmm. and they find a way to do it. Um, we got voice acting, or we got like different kinds of gameplay, and then the latest one is just like we have a combo system. <laughs> we like that, like the we're an actual game now, yeah. and like a, a with like a uh, close perspective and over the shoulder shooting. <laughs> yeah. But that's Lego Star Wars, not Lego... Like, the Lego Batman series is very much like old-school Lego game. You, you run around, you smash things, you're playing as two players. I'm a Marvel guy. Lego Batman is better than any Lego Marvel game. I, I mean, I didn't play Lego Batman. I did buy Lego Dimensions because if you put Back to the Future and Ghostbusters in the yeah. same... And then Midway Arcade... As its own franchise, like, okay, yeah, I was all about and, it. And technically the only other, like, portal game that's ever existed. Yeah. Right, um, yeah, in... like, the, it was it was, it was, was insane. It's funny, because I have a fondness for the LEGO games, but really before the voice acting, even though the voice acting really made, right. you know, stuff like Dimensions. The clip that you played is, is a perfect example no, of how Star it's Wars done stuff was well. Like, was like, oh my god, we're going to get a return to Marx Brothers and... Like, right, yeah, this, like this the silent is comedy wonderful. thing. To me, that's what defined the Lego games. When they added voices, I was like, oh, you're going to screw it up. And they didn't screw it up. So I'm really, you know, I'm really happy about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, they're, like, Dimensions was just so expensive. I remember, you know, I was just like, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. like, holy cow, I, I was looking for it on sale you know, and then of course, because I knew if I was in for a penny, I'd be in for a pound. Because I'm like, well, now I want to see what the Back to the Future level is like if you play as you know a Ghostbuster, and I want to see you know this stuff if I do it with this guy. And of course, it's it's built that way, it's tilted that way. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I had I I was at Activision when Skylanders came out, so I was like, I don't need another toy to life game. I've you know I've already got like a hundred Skylanders hitting here. What do I, I do I, with that shit? I think that's why it died because like um, Nintendo's like. At the time, I want eleven ninety nine for my amiibo, and mm. Lego was like, "Well, this is a minifig. It's fifteen dollars. If yeah. there's anything extra, you'll you'll pay twenty. And like, right. so so like, there's this tiny little ET right next to this like, this is Little Mac from, <laughs> yeah, uh, or a Pikachu. Like, it's it's twice the size of this thing, and it, it, like, my my absolute favorite thing about this period because Nintendo would never talk to us. And by us, I mean laser time. Hmm. But the Lego Dimensions people were like, yeah, we, we think we want to do this. And they dragged a trunk of shit up. Dan and, and Michael have been to my place. Yes. Yeah. Up four floors in the middle of the day. Brought hmm. prototype Legos and like, like, what the fuck? Like, this cannot be the new preview. You cannot come in my house. <laughs> I did not clean. Uh, I'm not... <laughs> I, I, I technically have not showered. This is the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Um, but the Lego people did that and like and made us super excited. So sometimes when I read Lego content nowadays, I'm like, I think they're really good about getting people excited. By running. Into I the mean, th the thing that I like the best is that none of the Lego games take themselves seriously. Yep. Yeah. Like they they approach the developers are fans of the franchise, so right. they know what buttons to push. Like you know the. The fans of industrial billionaires will, you know, like that, you know, that kind of like snarky writing is it's a gentle poke at some of the ridiculousness that, that of the franchise. It's the only other time in history this is my favorite thing that Sonic could run around Bart Simpson 
And like the companies want you to steal it. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Which is like a reference to a 20-year-old Simpsons episode happening with the official voice of Sonic and the official voice of Bart Simpson. Right. It did. Yeah, I also want to like. I feel like the the humor in these games also evolved a bit with with every entry. And like, while three did not have the the open world that made two so cool, it it does have I think sharper writing. There is a bit where Batman becomes mind controlled by Brainiac and does that thing where he calls all the bats with the signal and uses them to turn himself into a gigantic growling Batman boss. Oh my goodness! I didn't know he could even do that. I've never seen Bruce act this way. There's gotta be something messing with his mind. I do hope Master Bruce isn't upset that I used the Batmobile for grocery shopping. And you are controlling Alfred and Robin during this sequence, and Alfred's uh, magical Lego power is he can use his serving tray to block flames and walk through them. Uh, (laughs) It's just really silly. And, And also Lego Batman 3 has... The best collectible that every every so often in a stage you will find this guy in peril. Hello, I'm TV's out of the West. Don't suppose you can win me Yeah, it's like he was still alive. Yeah, he was still alive and he did this. So great. Yeah, and you have to like save him from sharks or from falling off a waterfall or various other fates. Adam West is one of my favorite celebrities of all time. He he makes me smile and laugh every time I see him on screen. TV's Adam West. TV's Adam TV's West. West. I I also really like that these games lean into the action figure toy quality of Batman and that like Rather than just constantly swapping between different characters to get different powers, which you can also do, Batman and Robin have different suits that they can unlock. And uh, again, just like the action figures, like when you'd go to the store as a kid and you just like, I just want like a vanilla Batman like in the movie. And it's like, well, how about Arctic Adventure Batman? Or what about Jungle Strike yes, Batman? Yes, exactly. <laughs> what about Wetsuit Adventure Batman? Uh-huh. Like, oh, we don't have regular Batman anymore. Thanks, Kenner. Hydro Force Batman. Dangerfield Batman. <laughs> hey, I get no respect. I protect God. Lava Armor Batman. Yeah, it's always <laughs> yeah. something completely ridiculous. But guess, you know, well, it's about the play experience. Mm-hmm. Sure. I want the play experience of Michael Keaton. <laughs> this, did, this, right. did, this did give us Conan O'Brien in games a lot for a long time. Oh, yeah. The Lego games. Hmm. I'm very happy about but anyway, that has been our top five non-Arkham Batman nice games. Wow, we got a lot out of this. As Dan yawns and like, I'm worried he'll. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. I've just been awake for like 15 hours. I I get up oh, very early oh for gosh. my job. Sorry, it has nothing to do with the quality of the conversation. <laughs> well, I I mean I I'm sure our audience will agree or disagree with you at this point <laughs> organically. Um, uh, very bold stance, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. The penguin and his ten goons are plotting in a back room pile. Crash, boom, bam, in leaps the Batman. Making life safe again for all the Gotham citizens. He's so bitchin', he's so brave, it's back to the Batcave. He's got cool and sad welfare. In his cape and cowl and his gray underwear. Who is the hero that we like best? Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? 
then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. No, we're just out of a screening of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'm here with the most knowledgeable man I know in the field of all things Spider-Man, Chris Baker. How you doing, buddy? Uh, you're too kind. Thank you, Chris. I couldn't get tickets at all for the Thursday screening. As the Spider-Man tickets sold out real fast, crashed AMC's website. And I asked around, does anybody want to see Spider-Man at 1 p.m. on Friday? <laughs> because it's like, I'm not dodging spoilers again. I'm just not. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with you again right. on Saturday, whenever you can do it. But I'm going to experience this fresh. Super important to me. And I'm, I like that the hype for this movie was like through the roof. But when I saw Endgame... I think it, I was talking to you about it. Like, I didn't... The trailer only showed, like, the first 40 minutes of the movie. I had no no idea what oh, yeah, Endgame yeah. was even going like, to be about. Time travel and all that was, like, completely left right. out of the... I, I, yeah. I, I read your movie sites and all that stuff, but I'm really good at avoiding spoilers. But, like, dude, the Spider-Man stuff just crept over into everything. And when I finally walked out of the movie, I'm like... Yeah, other than the post credit scene, like, that, all of that. All of that was spoiled for me, like naturally on Facebook. Man, they broke through. I got hit by every spoiler. It was still, it, you need to see it, even if it's been spoiled. Certain details have been spoiled for you. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our final segment, where we're just going to dive straight into... Gonna be a very short. That. <laughs> it's going to be a very short new releases because I guess everyone was eager to get out of the way of game that didn't come out this week. But the big releases, bigger releases, are ports. Uh, Lego Builder's Journey. Nice lead in from talking about <laughs> Lego Batman. Builder's Journey is a neat little puzzle game that uh, was released on PC and I think Xbox. Uh, Last year, I want to say, the year before. Uh, very very pretty looking, very minimalist. Not at all like the usual Traveler's Tales Lego games. And it's out on PlayStation 4 and 5 now. So check it out if you like weirdly charming puzzle games that involve building with Legos. Can, can I ask Dan if, if, if you... Dan's been covering games longer than us. Mm -hmm. uh, would you ever have thought Lego would have been a dominant force in, I don't, in the gaming? I mean, you know... I, when I was in the media, it was violence, man. Like, you know, spawn yeah, yeah. ads that had, like, human arms ripped off and, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, grim and gritty 90s and extreme and go-gurt, you know, like everything. So, uh, no, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, pleasantly surprised to see that, yeah. like, touchy-feely, funny, cute... Uh, but still totally entertaining stuff is like, oh, yeah, you can bank on Lego to be like across generations and across, you know, interests. I didn't I don't know about this. Like, I, I must have missed Builder's Journey, but I'm like, oh, a Lego puzzle game, though. That kind of sounds like something. Yeah. I well, it's it's like, you know, these minimalist sort of dioramas of and there are these characters who are like mountain climbers or something or hikers. And you have to basically build a path for them to get through. I think if I remember, it's been a while since I played this. It's but lemmings. To no, a cabin no. in the woods Not where really. they get mauled. Yeah. 
Oh, all right, good. Yeah, I guess you know. I assume Happy anniversary, to Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, but yeah, it looks it like hyper realistic. It except that the realism is like photorealistic Legos. So um, you know, re- a really neat little oddity, and uh, also a, a, a weird thing that released this week: Star Wars: The Force Unleashed on Switch, the Wii version, a a, a remastered port of the Wii version, which was a different game. Than the the one that came out for Xbox 360, PS3, it's and so PC. It's so hard to describe. It's so really because I I was yeah. actually hoping this was the version. I went back and I tried to run the old game on PC or something, and uh, it needed a million patches, and it was still mm. the the aspect ratio was wrong, uh, the controls were wonky. The fans have tried to keep it going, and I was like, you know what, like. Because I had I had one of those gaps, and I was like, I, I should play the really big Star Wars games that I've missed, and mm. I just gave up. So when I saw this was coming out, I was like, oh, good. I'll be able to do that X360. For- nope, nope. Nope. It's like Ghostbusters, where it's a, the Wii version was a completely different mechanic, a completely I, different I, game. I remember, like, the... Wow. I, I, I Like, this is going to make me sound super spoiled. The second time I went to Lucasfilm... Oh Jesus! Uh, what you never went? <laughs> I went Come once. On. I went to I went to the ranch and I got a tour from Jonathan Rinsler oh, of all people. I've never been to Skywalker Ranch. Oh, I went to I've, yeah, I've never Arts. been to I've never been to Lucasfilm, but I've been to the ranch. I've well, never Arts. been to the ranch. And and um, I've been to the ranch. See? The only thing, yes. Yeah, see, see what I'm Chris? talking about? Well, the I, only thing I, people... I went actually. Uh, so my wife works for a local free weekly. And we got tickets to the premiere of a movie, uh, The Square, which is, is like a documentary about the protests in Egypt at Tahrir Square. And uh, my main memory of that night, other than like going in and like, holy shit, we're inside Skywalker Ranch. We're going to George Lucas's private movie theater. This is amazing. Uh, is that when we were we were outside sitting in the car getting our stuff together and there was a couple that arrived like a couple cars down and like, you know, it was nighttime and they had their dog with them and they got out to like, you know, let the dog pee. And then like a security guard immediately came up and said, excuse me, there's no dogs allowed here. There's like, no dogs at this press appointment. Yeah. What and, the fuck? Like, we, oh, so, I'm sorry. We couldn't find a sitter. We're just going to leave her in the car. It's like, no, you can't leave her in the car. You need to, you need to leave. Like a dog will not die on the Skywalker. Compound. Yeah. Like they, they, no dogs are allowed. You cannot have this dog here. You need to leave immediately. I, I don't care if you have passes. You need to leave immediately. <laughs> like, so do not was, bring a dog to Skywalker Ranch ever. <laughs> I, at this point, I was a very eager um, employee uh, for previews and reviews. Mm-hmm. And we went to Skywalker. We went to uh, shit, the Letterman Studios or wherever that is in uh, the Presidio. And they only showed three of people the Wii can... Because everyone was like, the Wii can play with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But we have Force Unleashed coming out. And and like, for what platforms? Like, well, PS360. And then like, you know, months later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? But th- there's one system that where you could like wield a lightsaber. And uh, they only showed that to like four of our employees and at the time I didn't I didn't think that was weird. Yeah. Uh holy shit. Um this but this is kind of like I I will champion this this version a little bit because yes. I played it for PS2 
And I mean, I might be completely wrong about this, but I remember my impression at the time being like, okay, so the the quote unquote real Force Unleashed is a it's bit. PS three sixty. Yeah, the the PS three three sixty version. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this came out when these consoles were very new. It was very proud of the technical achievements that it had, you know, managed on these consoles. But I felt like it's a little too wrapped up in what it can do technically. And there are parts where it's like, they've kind of forgot to make a fun game here. Uh, the PS2 slash Wii version is a different game that has does not have those lofty ambitions and just concentrates on like, this is just a solid adventure game where you have a lightsaber and to compensate for this not being as fancy, we added a like a multiplayer duel mode that steals mm-hmm. a joke straight from Conan O'Brien, uh, where <laughs> when, when this one character duels Darth Vader, she can ask, like, which of those buttons on your chest calls for help? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Triumph insult comic Yeah, they up. couldn't yeah. do calls your mom to pick you up, but uh, I got close. So, yeah, that's that's out now on Switch. If you're curious, you can check it out. But there are more Star Wars games on Switch mm-hmm. than we're ever on any other system <laughs> that has ever existed. Yeah, yeah, I'm slowly seriously. playing through KOTOR again on Switch, just oh, because nice. it's convenient yeah. to play it on Switch. You, know? yeah. you can play KOTOR on Switch, Super Star Wars, Pod Racer, uh, and now, what is this? Force Unleashed. Force so Unleashed, like, it's, the it's like version. 40 years of, of Star Wars games you can play on the Switch. No yeah. Dark Forces, no peace. <laughs> yeah. I was telling Michael how much I love Dark Forces. Yeah, man. Dark Forces collection. Why the hell not? Um, And that's that's it for new releases. So let's jump ahead to... And I got to, like, can we say that I had to compile the news when Matt's not here? Yes, take all the and, credit. And in fact, you can lead this segment. And I wanted to do things that would hopefully excite Dan. Because mm. uh, <laughs> uh, um, not this one, even though I know you used to work for Activision, but uh, Snoop Dogg has been added to Warzone on 420. Every dog has his day. Dropping in like it's hot. <laughs> it makes me laugh, but it's just like, how popular is Snoop Dogg with really? You want to words? impress me? You want mm. to get me excited about Call of Duty Warzone? Please, add Martha Stewart. Yay! Yeah, there you go. That, no that'd be Bushnell. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's 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 kind of cool. I mean, again, I'm yeah, I, I don't, I don't. You know, Snoop Dogg was already a, a, an announcer for a Call of Duty, but he'd never been playable. Oh, so he's he's a fully rendered character now. Yes. Nice. Yes. For 420. It is a 420 surprise. And I love the idea of companies like, no, we have a drug-free policy, but like, here's our 420. Here's our 420 DLC. Right. Um, I'm sure many people have been fired for passing or failing a drug test at Call of Duty. Uh, but uh, Dan, what I expect... <sighs> Call of Duty or uh, Ghost Ghostbusters VR has been announced this week for <sighs> Meta, mm. which I don't like saying, but uh, but Meta, but a, a Facebook game for Oculus, uh, <laughs> Go Rift Quest Two, uh, but uh, is co-op or single player? 
I am extremely excited about this. Me too. Uh, partly because the previous Ghostbusters VR game is such absolute steaming dog shit. I don't know oh. if you got a chance to play it on... It was PSVR and then it got ported over to Quest. So I was super... Or Rift. I guess I did it on Rift. Super excited. Patton Oswalt plays the ghost from the Holy logo. Holy shit. What? So, yeah. So, like, I was like, this is going to be amazing. And it was going to be... It was chapters. You know, like, oh, we're going to do, like, a little... Uh, you know, because... VR, the, the idea is you don't want to spend too much time in VR, so let's give them a little bite-sized, you know, fun-sized right. snack experiences. Uh, Ghostbusters is hiring, uh, is like the first one. And so it's like an orientation, and let's let's teach you how to use the, the, the backpack and everything. And it's just boring as fuck. And it's, real, it's really <laughs> bad. Like, there's just bugs in it so that, like, the game will not progress sometimes. And so I'm like, oh well, that's that's disappointing. But I'm sure they'll they'll fix it in the second one. The second chapter is even worse. Mm. So the, after that, they just gave up. They just stopped doing after those two. And uh, sure enough, you know, I told Cat about this today, and she's like, well, I hope it doesn't suck like the last ones because she had to listen. Whenever I'm unhappy, Cat's so the one who has to listen <laughs> to all of my. So yeah, I'm I I was I was encouraged by the little teaser trailer that we got today. It does look like it's going to be uh, a little bit more fun. Uh, certainly, making it multiplayer. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to do multiplayer in the uh, the Terminal Reality one from mm. back in like 2000. Uh, Eight, two thousand nine, whenever the hell that came out. No, man, you've been you've been, like Dan. If you don't follow him on Facebook, it <laughs> has been doing VR stuff for a long time. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, like when I was a kid, uh, VR was going to be like out in two years, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember being just out, fresh out of college, living in New York in the mid nineties, and and Dactyl Nightmare was a thing, uh, right? Yes. Like that, like virtuality was was like that. that this is it, once we get this going, guys, it's going to be amazing. 20 years go by before Palmer Lucky actually <laughs> figures it out. So when VR finally came around, I was like, I'm finally going to get to play Dactyl Nightmare. That game is still not ported, by the way. God um, damn it. What is the but, point of anything? Right. But yeah, like uh, getting a, a rift and then getting a quest and then getting a quest too. And now my wife is actually a choreographer for Supernatural, oh, yeah. uh, which is uh, basically like Beat Saber, but with actual personal trainers. Mm. And frankly, and better uh, music. A, a, yeah, a lot better. Like they've got. Yeah. They've got tons of amazing music in there now. Um, I, I never know what's happening Supernatural because I'm I'm stuck on Beat Saber. Right. Uh, and Beat Saber like, is a wow, game. Beat and, Saber changed everything with this thing. Like, oh, it's because Supernatural. Did something. Yeah, Supernatural <laughs> is definitely like about flow and about getting a good workout. And and Beat Saber is a game where you hit targets. It's you know, it, they're, they're different experiences the way that, like, Guitar Hero was not about, like, making music. It was about hitting the buttons in the right order right. and not missing. But ni- the 90-degree uh, aspect of Beat Saber happened because of Supernatural. I don't know about that. I do. Is, is, is that true? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Because, like, oh, it, okay. like they, they, did, they, they focused on it for, like, seven months, uh, and then... Wow. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was no, the I best it was, workout. I, it was, yeah, it was a game changer too. I you know, yeah. I, I was during the pandemic, I was working out in VR for like the first 3 months Ew. just every day nonstop. That was my treat to myself to sort of and I would stream it just so that it would be something kind of social when we were all looking for something social. So, uh yeah, I'm I still play VR pretty regularly and this I can only hope that this has learned the, the wisdom of the Terminal Reality game, which was very, very good and had a good multiplayer component, but, of course, 
just didn't sort of have the support and you know it got bounced around after uh, Sierra went down and it, learns what people hated of, uh, about the the PlayStation VR game which was you know I mean it was early days and and for if if you're not familiar with the VR systems uh Quest and Rift and Vive and Index these all do well, what they call 6 DOF uh 6 mm. degrees of freedom Ah. Uh, and PSVR does not offer six degrees of freedom. You have to be right. sitting. You can only face forward, and you get you know like 180 degrees. So it is by its nature a much more limited VR experience. So you put that on a six-dof system. Oh man, you're like, what the hell is this? It's a port. It's a port that they were just like, uh, we can make more money if we put it out on where people are actually playing VR. But the VR experience itself was not nearly as rich as anyone was experience mm. uh, was expecting. So. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked for this. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm certainly crossing my fingers. You know that I, I always root for the franchise anyway. Right. Uh, but yeah, Ghostbusters is one of those things where it's it's such an obvious good game to bring to VR because mm-hmm. you can walk around, you can you can yeah. hold you know uh, the controllers like you're holding a, a slime thrower or a, or a proton, uh, and you can have a giant red monster scare you, but not be truly scary. Like, right. It, it, yeah. It's not. Uh, it's not outlasting us. It's <laughs> and you don't yeah. have to move a lot. Part a lot of people's right. problems with VR is you know I I I won't play VR unless I have at least a six foot square to walk in, and I prefer eight. Uh, and you know if the idea is that you're you're walking through a little you know a, a tunnel or or a small column or something in a haunted house or, or or in a restricted environment, you can let the player sort of jump forward with uh, with teleporting uh, mm-hmm. or just do it in cinematics so that whenever you're in an action, you're being cornered or, or trapped by monsters all around you. And then the, the fun becomes the 360 degrees, not the locomotion. Uh, uh, so you, I'm really hoping, yeah, that this... If I you mean, saw the trailer, it's like it's it's not stylized. It looks like a single-player yeah. slash four-player co-op game where you play Ghostbusters, you, you fight ghost Ghostbusters 1-style ghost. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it looks like they're they're sort of going for that funny, but not really funny. More scary, funny. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, Dan. Real quick, because um, Ghostbusters counts for one. I wanted a digital clips version <laughs> of because uh, Ghostbusters two. There's there's so many good Ghostbusters games that aren't. Well, never mind. But uh, well, your I mean, favorite there's... Ghostbusters game other than the Terminal Reality? The Terminal Reality one really is that's the yeah. sequel that everybody wanted. What's um, your favorite other than that? I I want to say the David Crane one from Activision, mm. but I suck so bad at that, and I just I still feel like I don't know how to play it correctly. Uh, I have a weird soft spot for no good reason for the uh, the Data East. Arcade game for real Ghostbusters. Three player. I I loved that so much when I was a kid. I played it every chance I got. I never understood at the time why Data East didn't just make it on Nintendo. Like, Data East makes games for the NES. Why don't they make this one? Because there's licensing involved. Also, this isn't even really a real Ghostbusters game, it was something else in Japan. Right. I, I wound up buying the, the PCB and plugging it into my NBA Jam cabinet because it was JAMA, so I could do nice, that. Nice. That's how I found out about the game because I was just shopping for PCBs. I, I'd never seen it in my life. And I was like, wait, there was a game? Like, I missed it because real yeah. Ghostbusters was after my time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I just, I didn't get it. And I was like, holy shit, what's this? this is, any Ghostbusters game is good for me. And so, yeah. 
Uh, so I kind of have a soft spot for that. Yeah, um, I think I do not like the Sega uh, Genesis Ghostbusters I, game no, with, with, with the, the only one with accurate faces. Yeah, accurate except faces, Winston's but, who like, refused yeah. to put it's Japanese developed, so there's no Winston. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. That, and it's the a, one with the infamous a, congratulation victory I, screen. I think it is. Yeah. yeah it's it's have, a really generic platformer. You have just, you have ugh. played an amazing game and proved the justice of our culture, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 for NES is secretly the third best Ghostbusters game. All right, I will check it out. Um it's got that Jackie Wilson song when you're walking around the Statue of Liberty in the harbor. Wow. I, I tend uh, to reject shit. anything Ghostbusters 2 because you added a baby. Yeah. Uh, they they changed the script on Bill Murray. It's why he hated Ghostbusters for so many years because he showed up for the sequel and he's like, this is not the script I agreed to. Yeah, he's well, we're going to shoot this one he's, anyway. Is that Wait, I need to clarify. Is that the Activision Ghostbusters 2 or the Japan only one? Because the latter no, is not, pretty good. The, the the Kirby guys made a decent yes. Ghostbusters game. Yeah. Oh, with, all right. With, Labs one. The first the one with a black okay. guy, by the way. The Kirby wow. people. Damn. Um, they added a playable black guy. Thank you, Ernie Hudson. Hmm. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't, it wasn't even Winston. It was just the black guy. <laughs> it was a black guy. <laughs> I kid. Um, what else? What else is happening? Um, Elden, Elden Ring got a patch. Elden Ring, Dan, if you haven't heard our show in a while. Is my favorite game of all time. Yep. And we is have, it really? It has yeah. just leaped to the forefront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it really did. And, like, I was shocked that that would happen because I'm an old school guy and I had to collect this news and most of it was <laughs> old school based. But Elden Ring is my favorite game I've ever played. Literally. Period. Wow. Spoiler cast coming soon. Spoiler cast to coming Patreon. soon. Patreon.com slash laser time. Mm-hmm. That was subtle. Hmm. <laughs> That's all we got. Like, uh, but, but this, uh, uh, quests, certain quests are more obvious. Uh, the, the criticisms of Elden Ring and Dark Souls games. Uh, Bleed is a little nerfed, but most other we- weapons are strengthened. And the tutorial in the beginning is easier to find because I missed it. Did you miss it, Michael? No. Yeah, I, I, I saw it, it immediately <laughs> because it, it like there. I are, saw it. I didn't know it was the tutorial. There are messages I, I just... saying uh, <laughs> this way to the tutorial, and then there's a guy sitting in chair. It's like, oh, tutorial. No, there here. is not because oh, they can't go down here. Tarnish. There's a tutorial down. Your here. memory is broken because <laughs> you can't, Dan. You can't leave messages uh, of whatever you want. It's of selected words like. The Nintendo I mean, Wii it, U. It's not the exact words I'm exaggerating, but there I are know, hints that, but like, like, no, I, go I came back way. to that shit, like, 20 hours later, and, like, I didn't know I could, like, I played a Dark, a Dark Souls game before, but I didn't know I could do that. What the fuck? Why did this game not be more clear? The tutorial was right to your right mm-hmm. in the well, beginning. Pe- people have pointed out that the, the irony of, like, yeah, the... You get into this area, and there's like there's a pit, a rocky pit to your right. That's the tutorial. There's big, obvious steps leading up to an ornate archway. That's the rest of the game that you are unprepared for. Yes, and, and the, the the hole, by the way, is only lit by a dead guy in a chair. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, why would I want to go down here? And like, I, I I even said like I know I got to go down here. I'm just going to do it later. Hmm. Uh, what I didn't know is it would teach me that like. Dude, seriously, the jump slash is amazing. Yeah. Um, and it, <laughs> 45 uh, hours in when I learned the jump slash. I, yeah, I had to learn <laughs> 25 hours in. Uh, other news. Um, 
this is all Sega based. Uh, do you remember we uh, a year or so ago we we heard about Sega? It's like we're going to readdress our old franchises. Hmm. Maybe, yeah, and that sounds vaguely familiar. I don't remember. Yeah, it was it was codenamed. It, well, we damn, we said it on this show. It was codenamed Super Game, and it turns out Super Game is multiple games. Uh, and the first two to lead development are Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. What? Uh huh. Sega is that. I don't know if they'll come out first, but they're the furthest along, according to a Bloomberg report. But also, according to the Bloomberg report, we want to focus on online communities and multiplayer. And I'm like, I don't want to be knee jerk against that because these are notoriously single player games. But I, I, Crazy Taxi, I wish never stopped. Hmm, shouldn't have. Uh, Jet Set Radio, I love, but it's like that never really found its apex. Like, Jet, hmm. Jet Set is like, you're cool if you say you like it. Yeah. And you may legitimately like it. I but do. It was sort of I like, do. It was that hipster, like, oh, of course I'm in a Jet Set. Crazy mm-hmm. Taxi, that was for the, the dunderheads. But I had more fun with Crazy Taxi. Crazy However, Taxi. I can see how you might make. You know, they, they mention in that Bloomberg story that, like, looking at the success of Fortnite, they're looking for those kind of right. community-based, large platform games. And I'm like, well, yeah, you, I mean, the whole thing of Jet Set and Jet Grind was that, you know, you're in a city and you're, this is your sort of, uh, uh, you know, way to stick it to the man, you know, graffiti and skating and, and you know, disobeying. Yeah. And it's a city, so you can get 25, 50, 100 people skating around and doing things crazy taxi it, like man. what's what's it gonna be like go to the you run a fleet of crazy uber you know like <laughs> at, like what do you i'm not sure how crazy taxi scales but i will be interested that, to see what they do but it, it, i i never I, I didn't get crazy taxi until it hit the dreamcast in right and it's it's a very good arcade port it is it's, it's but, exceptionally good but it's it's like when you it's one of those things where, like, uh, I, I had two hours with it, which I couldn't do by pumping quarters into it. Right. I It was like seeing through the Matrix. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit, yeah. I know how to get yeah, good yeah. at Crazy Taxi. This game is fucking awesome. Uh, and I wish it best of luck in whatever incarnation it comes in. And I'm not against monetizing people linearly yeah. for things. But, mm. like, I'd rather see it live. Right. Yeah. If if it if the comparison is Fortnite, like I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think we'll see. It. Right. Like, I'm I'm curious to see how you interpret I, that DNA. I don't see how Iron Man's going to drop people off at the Burger King, but um, uh, give me the uh, half offensive black guy with the Woody Allen hat. Hmm. Uh, the bucket I'm, lid I'm, that was all the rage in 1999. That's right. Really that's how you, yeah. yeah. I shouldn't have called it a Woody Allen hat. That hmm. probably dates me more than the game. <laughs> That's uh, why they cast him as a fisherman in the. I, I love Crazy game. Taxi, and I love the um, uh, Jet Set Radio was one of the first games with like a disclaimer, like we're not actually anarchists, right? <laughs> like, Ooh, yeah. neat. We're capitalists neat. out to make money off of you, <laughs> right. but we I, know uh, you want to be an anarchist. Yeah, but pay us it, for your rebellion. I, I just like I, I had too many notes here. It was just that like Sega is publishing like. 1.2 games a year and there are one there are 3.5 jet set radio clones that come out every year like why aren't you be better like 
Right. Do make it make something instead of nothing, hmm. uh, and combat this need that people seem to feel for having this franchise return. Uh, I, I just hope. I know yeah, it's not you as know simple what? as I can, that. I can tell you exactly why they don't do that. Me, I, I know because they man, did it with Sonic, and everybody got yeah. super angry with every new Sonic release that they felt was not worthy I, of the franchise. So, Dan, I just make a Japanese company. Make I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, they should still try something because it would warm my cockles to make a Crazy Taxi that maybe I didn't love, but like people care about Crazy Taxi again. They should. How cold are your cockles? Uh, which well, one right now? <laughs> I've uh, got them looking. <laughs> yeah, I mean the cancerous lump is on the top, so everything's pretty. Oh, normal. okay. Yeah, everything's normal then. Yeah, it's like a third bulb. Like <laughs> everyone just winced on the video. Yeah, uh, I wonder uh, if there's any more news. But no, there's not any more news except for it's really all second news from yeah, here. It is. I'm, just, I'm looking it, at this next item and wondering how this would work. But please. It, and if uh, Matt was here, he'd say the VGA Hollywood segment. But it, the John Wick writer. Or creator has signed on to make Streets of Rage movie. And by signed on, according to Deadline, the production companies behind the Sonic the Hedgehog movies are in, but there's still no studio and there's no green light. But Streets of Rage movie? Like, I, I'm a broken record on this show. My favorite movie is The Warriors. That is Streets of Rage. Moving from, <laughs> uh, what, what do you call it? Bird to Burrow with different themed people. This could work again. And if you have not seen John Wick or know what Derek Colstead. That's what I'm worried about. It's the writer, not the director. The director of, ah. of John Wick is a stuntman. Hmm. The, the John Wick movies I put up as. I tried to put up as in a group my favorite movies of the decade. They're very fun because they're directed by stuntmen. Like, ah, fuck this story. Guy kills a guy's dog. Within five minutes, this dude is tearing through people. Who gives yeah. a shit? Like, there's no... We don't need any story development. Like, man, I do love this. It's what I, Diana calls a human chainsaw movie. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. through guys relentlessly. <laughs> yeah. Cares? Elegantly, it's well-directed. And uh, this guy wrote... He created John Wick and wrote Nobody, hmm. but didn't direct it. Hmm. Um, but it's still being produced by the people who produced the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And then last but not leastly, Sonic Origins is announced. It was announced, but they revealed the trailer. But huh. you, you haven't actually been able to play Sonic 3 or Sonic and Knuckles in years? Uh, legally? legally? Well, no, no, I think they may have sold them on the Wii Virtual Console. I think but, you may be right there. Hmm. But they I've weren't included it. in collections, and they really? weren't Sega Ages. Ne yeah, Sega Ages never remade them because everyone's like, it's got to be Michael Jackson's music. And I'm like, eh, I don't think it's exactly hmm. that. But they'll be remastered for Sonic Origins, and I included a link uh, in there. The DLC is the most confusing thing I've ever seen, and I hate it more. I, I'm I, not anti-DLC. I, I'm, right? I'm not anti-DLC. I'm anti-any game that has to make a chart to show you the yeah. five yes. different versions. If you are making a chart, stop. That's the canary in the coal mine that lets you know that your game is too complicated to explain to your audience. Maybe you should simplify if things. You, if you pre-order this version, Tails will get a dope hat. Cool. And this is just like, you'll get camera control in the main menu 
island. And like, what the fuck does that mean? Why, why we is don't, that a feature? We don't, we don't know what that is. Like, how would you? Why is that a pre-order bonus? Why is that a digital deluxe version? It looks like they're giving away. My favorite thing about. I don't, I don't even Sonic. understand what some of these these perks They're or features nuts. are, and why I would want to pay extra for them. I just I just don't understand. Like I, there, there is an explanation, the game. but this chart does not do it. For you me. get exclusive character animations on the i on the island. You can control the camera on like what? Yeah, I just wanted to play Sonic One, Two, Three, <laughs> Knuckles. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Uh, but that's why people are pissed because it's. I, I think it. You can gouge Sonic fans like me for whatever you want. But yeah, I have to know what it is. <laughs> I have to know what it is. But no Sonic Spinball, right? Like Sonic. I love Sonic Spinball. I do too. Mm, my first fucking Nomad game. Oh, I still have my Nomad. Is my uh, you you guys all own all of my old systems uh, oh, that's true. from That is weird. Yeah, but I did keep my Nomad. I own Dan's uh Dan's Power Glove is my fourth Power Glove. Oh, nice. Kills but me, he gave me a, a complete inbox rad racer, which you should be kicking yourself over. Yeah, I should be. What the hell? Now now I work with Chris Kohler, who is, of course, yeah. like aware oh. of, of the street value of any given that, game. That probably could have been a house payment. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the last time I talked to Chris Kohler, he was selling all his shit. Like, I'm having a kid. Like, I don't. Yeah, he's he bought more convention. shit. I can, I can tell you that. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know why? Because I moved, and so he came and bought a bunch of my shit. Oh, oh no. I see. I, see. I sold oh, no. my uh, complete inbox mint condition Earthbound uh, through Chris. <gasps> the U.S. version? Oh, yeah. This was my review copy from when I got it in 95, I guess. Wow. And the Mario uh, Paint box? Yeah, the big box. Chris was the one that talked me into buying a $35 plexiglass box to to protect it because I just had it in like a Rubbermaid bin. And he's like, dude, you have no idea. I'm like, I guess I don't. Please explain. And then I found out that like loose wow. cartridges are going for $250. And I've got like the the book, you know, untouched. And I've got the full giant box and, you know, the whole thing. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, he helped me uh, find buyers for several of my things right before the move, which is why I have, like, new appliances in the house, to be completely honest. He knew the value, and he, he actually connected me with, with private buyers who were like, because <gasps> I didn't know that some of the stuff that I had was super rare. So he, he, he brokered some deals for me, it's and not, then he took not... some of my, like, randoms. He's like, yeah, I'll put these on my table next time, you know, like, whatever. You know, like, we, we gave each other friend deals, but I still wound up with far more money than I expected. At some point, I want to talk to you about that, but not about how, <clears throat> and necessarily how much things are worth, but yeah. when you decide you can part with them. Well, I mean, one of the things that I, I sold was uh, when I left GamePro, I was told, take whatever you want from the game library. Oh. <laughs> that was that was a VP told me that. So I said, you know what? There's just two things that I want. I want a blue PlayStation. The blue PlayStations were the uh, were the demo kits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a PlayStation One that can play imports without having to chip it or anything. Nice. So I can play like nice. Vib Ribbon or Guitar Freaks or you know any PS One games like that. And I took a sealed copy of the King James Bible, which was a Wisdom Tree Game Boy game. <laughs> Wow. Which I uh, I so, literally had because I was given that. Yes, of course. I was but it was on license, so it was really mm-hmm. rare. So I've kept it shrink-wrapped all these years. When it came time for us to move uh, a couple of months ago, that's when I said, Chris, I'm ready to, to sell this. 
And he's like, okay. And, you know, he helped me through that. So, like, I just called him. He's like, here's photos of what I have. Uh, and, you know, stuff that I thought I was like, this is really cool. He goes, it is, but it's common. And then I'm like, and then I've got this old thing. And he literally got me $1,200 for an item that I oh. thought was worth, like, 75 bucks. Wow. $1,200. Lord. Yeah. It's, it's and he's like, like, oh, did you open this? When, when, and when I'm like, I, yeah, I did. I thought it was a thing that I would use, you know? Like, it's I, I was trying to leave Games Press where we were and start Laser Time Blobity Blook. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do that with a thorough history of every superhero's work. And it's why I talk to you about this. Like, I, mm. I love the idea of the Cowabunga collection. Like, right. the, um, like being able to ob- obtain via... Uh, regardless of company and and time, like the idea, I want just like every early Batman game. Sure. And at the time, I was like, I want to, I want to get HD footage of every Spider-Man game ever, or maybe it was Iron Man. And I went into OXM, and they were nice enough to like, yeah, take it. And all of them were sealed, and I still have them, and I never did the project. Ah, uh, uh, but so. but now you can make the rent. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's the shitty thing about all of this. Like, all of this will, like, pay the rent for a month, maybe. For the most part. Um, yeah, I don't have Give it time. Like give it time. Because all yeah, of a maybe, sudden. Maybe, maybe, you know. maybe. Marvel vs. Capcom, Xbox, online enabled, sealed, is, like, I think 200. Wow. Uh, but that wouldn't pay my water bill. Okay. <laughs> well, it will make the listeners jelly. Speaking of listeners getting jelly, it's yeah. time for our community segment, which is oh. always is segmenting our community, probably not as badly as this conversation will. But uh, My bad. My anyway, bad. last week's question of the week was, since Disney is going to eventually own everything anyway, what's a franchise or fictional universe, not necessarily owned by Disney yet, that you want to see added to a future Kingdom Hearts? Dan, you weren't here last week. Is there something you want to see? Make it into Kingdom Hearts. Absolutely. And I'm going to go deep old school Disney. Oh, I'm going to say a, a name that Chris will recognize and maybe you won't. Dexter Riley. Hell yeah! <laughs> so Trilogy Dexter Riley was a series of light action comedies starring a very young Kurt Russell. There oh, wow. were three films, The Strongest Man in the World, The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes, hmm. and Now You See Him, Now You Don't. And it was the, the Madcap Adventures... Time. Yeah, madcap adventures of a college student who always wound up getting Thanks into wild science fiction type things and the and the, the the craziness that ensued. So he and his college buddies, instead of getting drunk and you know doing a like, he takes this super strength uh, serum accidentally that gets poured it's into terrible. his cornflakes, you know, like that kind of stuff. And and oh, he turns invisible for an entire movie, and he turns super smart for an entire movie. No, they had to figure out ways for uh, Kurt Russell to leave because he was too famous. So in being invisible got him <laughs> off the set. Like, I can it, do my seriously by a voice. Yes. Wow, that's yes. amazing. So I would love to be- see Dexter Riley folded into, you know, and, 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 and embrace the sort of silliness of, oh boy, a college kid who's invisible, and oh boy, a college kid who... Who's got? Who's as smart as a computer? You know that kind of stuff. The best thing about that series is Joe Flynn. Yes, Joe uh, Flynn what? is, what? is, is the, the the dean of the school. Uh, the dean, and... what? Oh, they pull one over on me again? Oh my god! He's like he's like this weird like even more Semitic Larry Fine character. <laughs> and by the way, the first movie is Caesar Romero. It's it's yes. the original Joker. 
having paint dumped on his head. Yes. <laughs> over and, and over again. Uh, two of these three films are available on Disney Plus. Now you see yes. him, now you don't. Is the one that's not available. Dan, here's what's really funny. If you're, it, have you been to the Florida Disney World? Yes, and I'm planning to finally planning to go back next year for the Galactic Star Cruiser. Plus, we'll do the regular parks. It, it it's it never ceases to be hilarious to me that um you get on the new Figment ride, mm-hmm. the new Figment ride. Figment Figment kicked off Epcot Epcot in 1982. I remember. Uh, but they redid it and took Eric Idle out. And then and you walk through the, the queue and mm-hmm. it's like Disney's three most famous scientists. And it's Eric Idle from The Ride, Rick Moranis from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Wow. And uh, Robin Williams from Flubber. You own Iron Man. <laughs> he, he's not <laughs> but there. But you went Flubber. So when you go on The Ride... Uh, the first right you take is all Medford College. Medford <gasps> College is the first area of connected Disney universe, which is Flubber, uh, Fred McMurray's son of Flubber, yeah. Dexter Riley uh, of the Computer War Tennis Shoes. That is literally still there right now. All right, that's now. fantastic. Right now, you can go see Medford College. <laughs> that's great. I, I gotta find me a Medford College sweatshirt now. Medford that's, College. That's when I know that they'll. That was yeah. the first Disney connected universe. Disney. It really yeah. was. Fantastic. So that's my answer. Uh, nice. Let's let's bring Dexter Riley in because uh, people need to know about Dexter Riley. I own all the lobby cards from Computer War Tennis Shoot. <laughs> nice. I would be happy to send you one. Hmm. Nice. On VigiGameApocalypse.com, first answer was Lambert is dead, who says I'd like Disney to incorporate the film universe of Robert Eckers. Because the only way I can see myself becoming interested in the series is if there's a whole universe section dedicated to Goofy and Donald living in a lighthouse while Goofy furiously masturbates to a small wooden statue of Ariel, screaming his Promethean rage into the stormy sky as he masturbates dreaming of horrific terrors and homoerotic fights with Donald as he dreams of non-Euclidean mermaid vaginas in the night. You're jerking off too much, Donald. I'd also take <laughs> I'd also take Song of the South, where we find out that after seven plus games and so much substanceless exposition and contextless wafflery, the final villain ends up being Brer Rabbit, who, when defeated, convinces Sora that the only fitting punishment that he could face would be for him to be thrown into the nearby Briar Patch. That's actually great. That is the that, only that is. way you can use Brer Rabbit is yeah. as a villain from here on out. Instead. Disney Kingdoms, which is remastered in 4K, has a whole Song of the South portion. Uh, what the, the the Disney Connect? Disney Connect is that what it's called? I don't know. Uh, Michael tried to connect Disneyland Adventures. That one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, like, that one. When you think we are, we're not racist. I'm tired of hearing about how white people are racist. Like we have a 4K rare rabbit game we, we do we do wow critical is rabbit that, theory mm-hmm. is that what you're afraid of people learning <laughs> critical rabbit theory oh dan is the best uh uh semi fracky says i want the encanto world in kingdom hearts 4 to be a stealth three capilleros Ooh. Ooh. i want jose to show up and uh point out all the beautiful colombian ladies and for donald to get the five alarm horny for anything onto legs. Also, Panchito becomes a summon 
and just shoots the Heartless with his pistols. I don't see it. And Kanto is wonderful. It is. And I, I don't see how it would make the Kingdom work for him. But I would, I mean, I would kind of love to see them sneak something in to right. the Caballeros. Like, even though seriously, they're different cultures here. But You, you go know. to Disney now, the three Caballeros are the only thing anyone Are, are you seriously not saying Caballeros? Come on. All right, leave me alone. Caballeros. The, the Caballeros are the, they're the only thing people associate with Latin X, Hispanic, hmm. and Disney. Like that that is the most associated thing. Keep pronouncing is, uh, the L's, it really annoys me. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm not gonna do the double L thing. I've had four I like Sp- I, I had masters level Spanish and I'm just tired of saying it. <laughs> because, because by the way, I watched the movie like three times. They don't say it either. They they say <laughs> caballeros in the three caballeros. Yes. I doubt I doubt this. I doubt uh, not this not in the song. I was going to say the song I know but is they Caballeros. Yeah. But they do. Giant Robots Conquer the World says, Thank you, Dan. I want to see Sora team up with a raccoon that used to live under Chris's uh. porch. If they can't do that, I'd like to see Kingdom Hearts go to the world of Epic Mickey. Honestly, Sora traveling to the place of the forgotten ruled over by Oswald is exactly a Kingdom Hearts concept. Mm. The phantom blot becomes a heartless and you have to battle the mad doctor and Dr. X in the ruins of Progress City. Yes, I would love That's to see that. That's very viable. Yeah. Uh, it's it's weird. And I just want to say Disney, the rights to the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch are up for grabs. <laughs> Let me know. What? Drop me a line. They are ours. Uh, <laughs> Epic Mickey is kind of a better celebration of Disney than Kingdom Hearts. That's I agree. the weird thing. I agree. Uh, because I played it recently and like, man, there's, still, there's more references. Playing through a, a Tangled level for you know eight hours is this there's way more like that's a race to witch mountain <laughs> reference My holy God. shit condor yeah. man references in this uh condor this game man. Not, yeah man, i'm just glad oh, someone remembered condor man the <laughs> first the theater, disney dude. superhero movie it's condor man i remember Look it up. it's mainly hilarious. because there was a whitman comics adaptation that was in every grocery store i went to when i was little bagged I, I on the shelf a, it's a Disney Infinity collectible, like very intentionally. Like mm. you can get a Condor Man in that old game. But uh but yeah, I think Bring uh, him into the MCU, goddammit, you mm. cowards. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just once. It's someone it's someone uh, uh Falcon brings in, like, this is my friend. Don't right. Ask yeah, questions. this is my this is my off brand friend his Condor luck. Man. It's <laughs> an off brand Played Falcon. by the same guy. He's like well, 60 years old. Well, if he's Captain old. America, then who's gonna take over as the Falcon? Obviously Condor Man. Condor <laughs> Man. Yeah. He's uh he's in the uh if you ever watched the uh it's one of my favorite Toy Story shorts where uh Buzz Lightyear meets a bunch of Happy Meal toys and one of them is uh it, it's called Small Fry. Hmm. Sorry, there it is. Uh but uh Buzz Lightyear meets a bunch of Happy Meal toys. Happy Meal toys are upset with how little they can do. <laughs> <laughs> I can only move this way and that and one of them is Condor Man in a car which doesn't even happen in the movie Condor Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Beautiful. It's awesome. It's it's one of the coolest, funniest references. Sorry. E. Hyundai says the most interesting part of Kingdom Hearts to me has always been seeing how they adapt different animation art styles into a video game environment. Sorry, video game environment. So, with that in mind, I'd like to see Sora, Goofy, and Mickey in the beautifully distinct style of Gendy Tartakovsky. That's right. I want a level set in Primal. 
I want Sora brutally bashing in Cro-Magnon ape men's brains with a keyblade carved from a dinosaur bone. Preferably, the cast would lose their capacity for speech, making the cutscenes infinitely more bearable. Wow. Given how many times I watched Primal, I probably should have put it in my favorite thing of the year. Mm. It's great. And there's, it's five episodes, and there's like a second season of five episodes coming. Nice. Uh, it's absolutely wonderful. But Jin Tartakovsky may not have a style because he has a pitch for a Popeye movie that's on YouTube. Dang. Um, and it's wonderful. And I wish it was made. And we should still push for that. On Twitter, Raccoon Hale says, Let them have the Looney Tunes because WB is not doing anything with them to my knowledge. Let's at least get Bugs torturing Sora just like he would Elmer Fudd. Okay, this is this is the terrible nature of streaming content, which is why I wanted to talk about it. There are more Looney Tunes accessible on demand than there have ever been. And that's via HBO. But none of you know about it. I believe you. Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of stuff edited out for content, which I don't... I'm not... <laughs> a fan so, of well i mean like uh, no 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 I, I i love that i own the dvds to have right. offensive version but i don't want a fucking kid seeing right. blackface I, I yeah i don't i don't want that on on a kid's streaming service really I, I i don't uh but they i've never like i've i've my whole life i bought looney tunes books they have never organized it by uh season and HBO did. It's like season 22 of Looney Tunes. What? Uh, We're missing the first nine episodes. It's so weird. It is so weird because they cut out anything that might be offensive because, you know, it's fucking old. But the the biggest, I I have the biggest repository of Looney Tunes uh, of anyone I know. And HBO Max still has more. All right. Okay. Is that boring? I feel like no. boring everybody. I'm just I'm but, looking at this next one and I'm I'm yeah. hoping you'll let me read Please. Shy Guy Fieri's uh, 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 question of the week answer here. I want to see the complete works of Doja Cat added to Kingdom Hearts. I've been watching the music video for Freaky Deaky like nonstop and goddamn, that thick is ridiculous. Like guy wants to get his face all in there and shake it back and forth like one of the seven dwarves washing up for supper. You know what I'm saying? No. Give her a little tickle with my goatee. I'm a millennial, so you know I like to eat, and I'm not talking about avocado on toast. Mm. Goofy knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Goofy knows what I'm talking about. You know know how he do. He'd be all like, gosh, I want to see you back it up. And she would. She would indeed back it up for him. And she would be great in a fight, too. She could trounce armies of Heartless with all that juicy. In one of her videos, she fights aliens and deflects lasers with her ass. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, even if they put Star Wars stuff in the game, the stormtroopers can't do shit to my girl Doja. And the only thing Darth Vader will force choking is his chicken. Know what I'm saying? We do We do know what you're saying, Shy Guy. No idea! <laughs> and, he's not done. And at the end of the game, you're fighting... Xeonart uh, or Xenomos or Zanzibar or whoever the fuck, and Doja is twerking him into a corner, 
and he's holding steady. But then kablam! Out of the like, sky like, comes like Smithers in a fucking Simpsons <laughs> meme. Like, <laughs> but then kablam! Oh, God, out of the sky comes Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, and Nicki Minaj, and they wreck his shit with the power of thick. Black women save the day again. Respect. Nice. Uh, finally, we have a video response from after a long absence, Gallatin Carhart, who what? weighs in from his truck. Evening, VGA Apocalypse. This is Gallatin Carhart here. Been a while. I'm traveling down the road with a truckload full of Zaxby's and a truck bed full of 80 bags of mulch just to get me started on putting out mulch. It's been a while. Mostly He's because Matt and his sensor and loving buttons that he loves to push. But anyways, I'm calling in about this week's question of the week. What Disney, as uh, as Chris referred to it as, what Disney would you like to see Kingdom 4 head to, Kingdom Hearts 4 head to? I would love, this is what I want. I want Sora to be dropped in Hazard County, Georgia. Yeah! <laughs> him to land in the General Lee. Tires squalling mud flung everywhere. I want all of the cringiness that we loved. I mean, we didn't even know it was cringy as kids, but we know now you're like, ugh. That you're driving around a car called the General Lee with a Confederate flag slapped on the top of the car. That everybody's yee-hauling every chance they can get. I want Donald in the shotgun of that General Lee looking out the window all the time with eyes that are just kind of glazed over and his duck bill just kind of just wide enough just wide enough to be like oh my gosh i want that i want pete riding shotgun with roscoe pico train that's what i want i can't remember the name of the dog all of a sudden i apologize can't remember that when i when i call flash that's apologize all of that screaming i want them to jump every broken bridge in the county that's the mini game is jump every busted bridge there is anyways y'all take it easy fellas talk to you soon bye that would probably be better than cooking with ratatouille um (laughs) maybe but like uh here's what sucks (laughs) the idea of jumping a about this time the old duke boys were uh jumping (laughs) I can't wait to see how they Jump use a keyblade to get out of this one with next. With the Confederate flag in 2022 with their turn signal on. That's what that whole, com- what that whole comment reminded me of. No, the Duke boys have no business doing anything and also like, turn, Gallatin, turn. All right, what if what if we just weld the doors? The, the Confederate flag off the General Lee and maybe call it something else. You would think, but I was at Free Comic Book Day in North Florida last year, and they did not. Uh, that was the big celebrity pull. All right, if you if you don't let them do the Dukes, yeah, I can't wait to see how the Duke boys use a Keyblade to get out of this oh, one. Next. Can they at least weld the doors shut on Cinderella's carriage? <laughs> I, I'd like. I got Waylon Jennings going through my head. Something fierce right now, too. Again, Dukes of Hazard was my first favorite non-cartoon TV show. I did love that thing. I loved the Dukes and I loved Knight Rider. That was my Friday yeah, night. Man. Like, boom. me too. Were they on the same night? I think they were. Mm. And before that, Incredible Hulk was Friday night. Dude, if I recall, have you, like I have a TV antenna and they play that. It's like 1080p. I'm like, how 
the fuck did they remaster Incredible Hulk in 1080p? It looks wonderful. <laughs> All right. I got to check ridiculous. it out. Then. Okay. So, new question of the week. Since we've talked this week about the many different versions of Batman and Robin, the uh, heretofore almost unknown Batman Forever arcade game, and the Wii version of Force Unleashed coming to Switch, what is like a lesser known version or entry in a franchise that you actually think is is better or underrated that you would talk up like uh i think chris you had a good example well i i did because um i i uh loved aladdin so much and i could go on and on and on about how much uh aladdin changed my perspective on the entire world i sat there smilingly smilingly enduring disney movies and then like there's this Robin Williams-headed, Gilbert Godfrey-defined comedy movie. Disney had never really made a comedy before. And uh, I think the Genesis version deserves credit for being like a funny fucking game. But it's also a bad, floaty Flash game. And the Capcom version rules! It's a visually boring Compared to the Genesis version, but it is amazing, and it's never been re-released in any way. It's ne- but, but the Genesis one has. Uh, you can get that on GOG and blah 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 blah. I, th- I think I have a physical copy of that in uh, Lion King. I poured over design docs for the Genesis Aladdin. It's a bad game, but it looks <laughs> amazing. Uh, compared to the Capcom one, which is a much better game and has never seen any re-release. Your move, Michael. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, well, I was going to say Force Unleashed would probably be my answer, but because it's one of the examples, I'm actually going to say Strider for the NES. I feel oh. like it's hugely overshadowed by the the arcade and slash Genesis Strider, and then, you know, that... That character went on to be like Strider 2 on PlayStation and Arcade, and then he was in Marvel vs. Capcom, and he's he's kind of this semi-well-known character, and now he's, you know, years back, almost probably I, I, like nine, eight or nine years, he got a uh, game on Xbox One and PS4, like a Metroidvania, but the original Metroidvania-style game was on NES, and I remember being absolutely incensed at the time when I heard about it because I loved the arcade game. I was like, what is this shit? This shitty version for Nintendo players. They think we're idiots. And then I played it and it's like, oh, no, actually, this is amazing. And I love it. And uh, I I really got into the plot. It had like a lot of cutscenes and this story of betrayal and this futuristic secret agent assassin who goes and fights robots with a sword. And oh, man. And then like finding out later, it's like, this is actually based on a manga. It was always intended as a side story. But it was released as Strider, so here I am thinking like, oh, this is like, it's like How what they did with Bionic Commando. Hmm? Yeah, I, I worked with a guy at that company named Greg Moore, who was on the show that uh-huh. last week, who made the same argument. Doesn't work very. Oh, that's why he got let go. Right. Is that- <laughs> it, was probably, it was probably Strider related, <laughs> even though Greg quit. But uh, but, yeah, but let's call him. He's <laughs> fired <laughs> over Strider. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dan? The one person in the universe fired over Strider. <laughs> I have a hard Strider opinion. Well, I at first I had trouble thinking something, and then when I went uh, digging, I actually, I'm going to go all the way back. Ooh, give me Dan. Um, there is a rare but playable and reissued version of Pac-Man called Pac-Man Plus. And I don't think a lot Man. of people are familiar with this. When Pac-Man Ooh. was the shit, uh, it was raking in tons and tons and tons of quarters. But then people got bored because, oh, it's got patterns. Oh, blah, blah, blah. So before Ms. Pac-Man came out, Midway was like, hmm, we need to do something to uh, to to make people come back and play Pac-Man again. So they made a much harder version Ooh. of Pac-Man called Pac-Man Plus. And you could just get this as an upgrade kit for arcade games. Mm-hmm. This is the game that I play all the time now. Because really? this is really like a... If you want to have your ass kicked, mm. play Pac-Man Ooh. Plus. You get... First of all, the uh, the fruit in the center is a Coca-Cola can. That's mm-hmm. how you can tell if you're looking at a screenshot. Also, the, uh, the maze is teal instead of royal blue. But the, uh, the Coke can in the middle... Gives acts diabetes. as a power pellet. Mm-hmm. Yes. It acts as a power pellet. So now there's five power pellets, but there's also usually a random effect. Maybe all of the ghosts go invisible. Uh, maybe the maze itself goes invisible. Maybe only three of the four ghosts will actually turn blue. So the one that you're closest to might actually run right into you. Ah, shit. The game is faster. The patterns do not exist. Uh, it is fucking hardcore Pac-Man. That's all I can say. And I, I think that way more people need to, to know that this even exists. It was only available as an upgrade kit, and it is currently available in one of the one-up arcade uh, reissues. I, I, I know because I paid for a decal to cover up its logo on my <laughs> version of it. <laughs> what? Why? What? Well, but, well, I modded it, so it's like, it doesn't have two games on it anymore, but it has many Pac-Man games. Oh, oh, all right. And uh, but I, I wanted you were to look like up because uh, you were ashamed of Pac-Man Plus. No, I don't like Pac. This is shocking to me, Dan. <laughs> I hated this game, but but like also it was like I only had it as part of one of two games in a fifty-dollar arcade sure. stand-up thing in my house. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but the, the Ms. Pac-Man is generally regarded as, like, the best of the classic Pac it games, wonderful. right? And But there's legal issues behind it that cause it for, to generally not be reissued. Um, Pac-Man it, Plus is something that they can it's reissue. It's on sale. The, the Ms. Pac-Man, it's, it's very strange. Yeah, different Ms. people Ms. Pac-Man own... is on sale, but, like, Namco just removed... Miss Pac-Man from Pac-Land. Because Namco doesn't own Ms. Pac-Man outright. That's the right. problem. Yeah. Yeah, but like But they do they own just... I believe they do own Pac-Man Plus outright. So they, they do. can do that. They and, do. Uh, but like... It's a harder game. It's a much harder game than Ms. Pac-Man is. So if you're looking for a I, once I started playing Pac-Man 99 and uh mm. and got into that, that's when I went back to Pac-Man Plus to be like and... What's the game that would like that? Is, it just eats quarters. Like I have crazy. never watched more of your streams than, than the Pac Man 99. I, I'm, I'm so happy to finally have a game that I'm good enough to stream. Yeah. <laughs> you play, like, it turns out you play an arcade happening. game for 40 years and you wind up getting pretty good at the modern incarnation. Mm. Here's what I think's happening when, when I, I, I choose this option because the Nintendo was not telling you at all. Oh, God. Yeah. I've mm. had to learn how to play myself and through fan facts because there's no. 
There's no uh, documentation for how to play Pac-Man 99, even though there are very specific terms and 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 features that you can turn on and off. I, I don't know what any of them really we, we do. We started the show with, with, with Batman Forever Arcade being this horrible, horrible pale comparison to Japanese arcade games. Hmm. Whereas, for some reason, the best Pac-Man sequel is a Western-created yep. version. Every other version yeah. is so weird. Yeah, Super Pac-Man is one of my least favorite games, but that yeah. was the official sequel, Gosh. and it just drives me crazy. But anyway, if you if you want your balls in a vice in Pac-Man, try Pac-Man oh, Plus. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Nice. So what is a game or version of a game in a franchise that you think is underrated or better or unfairly ignored when compared to its uh, its better-known contemporaries? Let us know. Go to vidgegameapocalypse.com. Answer into the comments for episode 468. Alternately, you can visit us at the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or you can ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect and read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go out once again with some plugs. Dan? Daniel! Where? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Tell you about can your find stuff me again. on the Twitters. Uh, I'm at Dan Amrick. I still tweet about guitars uh, fairly often. Uh, I try to keep the politics to a minimum, but sometimes I get annoyed. And uh, I, I, I actually Dan, I just Dan, 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 what I you never get political. And when you do, it's the greatest thing. <laughs> I, tr- I try to, to just distill it down. I had some I had some opinions on uh, Governor DeSantis today. Mm. Um, but oh, you mean my governor? Yes, yes your governor. <laughs> um, my wife and I just moved into a new house. And uh, if you look at my pinned tweet, we we moved into a very Spanish style house that we have pivoted to make into a medieval-style house. So if that interests you at all, uh, you can find that as my pinned tweet uh, on on at at Dan Amrick. PalSwap Ninja lost its Twitter account, so we are now PS Ninja Music because, uh, like, somebody somebody guessed my password or something like that or somebody compromised one of our accounts, and when I went to Twitter to try to get it back, I could not do so, so we just gave up and, and started over again, which right. is kind of a drag. Let the criminals have it. Yeah. I mean, I'd love <laughs> to get it back, but I just don't see how. And, uh, yeah, uh, herofalls.com is my personal passion project, soon to be a major musical on stage, maybe. Uh, I have to, basically, Kat helped me rearrange the story, and she said, you have some song gaps, so I need you to write six more songs. So I am in the process of slowly writing six more songs, uh, and I also... Uh, Can I do my tryout here while no one's listening? Give no. it up for me! Give oh, yeah. I, me. I mean, you, you can play Silver Savior. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm also... I'm, I'm happy to talk about Hero Falls to anybody. Basically, imagine a city where superheroes are real, uh, and so I just wrote songs about all of the people that live there and all the heroes and and, uh, and some of the funny villains and some some stuff is serious and, you know, you get it. Also, uh, I can confirm that Palette Swap Ninja is working on a new song. It won't be out for a while because of the timing of when we feel that this song would have the most impact. That's the one thing we learned from Palette Swap Ninja from uh, Princess Leia Stolen Death Star Plans is time it right. Uh, but, yeah, I've got uh, some some loose tracks together uh, we've got the lyrics. It, we're still laughing at the lyrics, and we wrote the lyrics like six months ago, so we feel like it's it's going to be a good one. Be uh, but it won't be out Anakin for a long Obi-Wan time. Obi-Wan show. I'm not going to say anything more. All but right. I'm going to just say that uh, we're not dead. We're just uh, we're just basking. Uh, we're resting on our laurels. Uh, can, I, can I ask you a question that Michael would be mad at me for asking early in the show, but I really wanted to? Uh, yes. D- Dan, Dan is keeping a... Oh, 
if you haven't moved before, like Dan is showing like what it's like to move and move yourself and like make yourself more comfortable and you and Kat have like a 3D printer and can cut shit on boards and it's awesome because like I can't do that but like you will post like here's what we wanted to do we tried to do that and uh, I think that's great thanks man and yeah I we, have say, a, we have a laser cutter that's that's our secret mm-hmm. weapon is we have a home laser cutter and so we're able to to fabricate things between the 3D printer and the laser cutter that most places would not, you know, like we had to make a custom light switch in our old janky house because they just put it together completely mm-hmm. wrong, and there was no way to get a a light but switch. You have like cover. A, a broadband connection through your whole home because of those yeah, people. we have Cat Six throughout the whole house. So when we play uh, WoW in two different rooms, we're both just like vroom, fly in on the internets and stuff nice. like that. But yeah. I wanted to I wanted to ask you. You moved in. Mm-hmm. You're taking control of everything like uh, did uh did you do one thing when you moved into the new house to make your gaming experience better in any way definitely getting cat six drops in every room we have nine cat six network drops now and everything goes out to a 16 port gigabit switch in the garage which is where i keep the uh the cable modem so uh i can't no get fiber line? in my neighborhood unfortunately i would love to but until then uh, i am doing xfinity uh, I have a drop in the garage for some stupid reason because the dude was here and I was like, go ahead, you know, like replace that that jack that we're not going to use for cable television. Just put a fucking Ethernet port in there. And he's like, OK, so, yeah, uh, that's uh, wow. it, I believe I did that in the old house, too, and I believe it increased the value of our old house for yes. selling. So cause we got mm-hmm. more than we asked for for the house. Uh, so, and, and I, I, you know, I, I joked about it. Uh, it's not as important as like moving the laundry from the garage into the actual I've house. I've never seen a know? house with, with ethernet jacks in every room. Like that yeah, was it's, crazy. I, Kat was like, I'll, you know, it's your thing. Go ahead, do it. And then when she realized how, how useful it was, mm-hmm. uh, she, when we moved into the new place, she goes, so you're going to call your guy for the cat six again. Right. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I'm there for the cat six. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a real, uh, it's been a, let me tell you how not to live your life. Do not try to get a new job in a new house at the same time because there was mm. one Friday in January where I literally got three offers on my house and two job offers all within the sp- span of 12 hours. Fuck. And my, um, my head was just exploding. Myself like, and none of our listeners can relate. Yeah, <laughs> I feel very, very fortunate, but the last three months of my life has been just complete upheaval, moving and trying to figure out, you know, what's my role on this new team and, uh, and oh, you know, why don't the light switches work when I come home? You know, all that stuff. My wife, Kat, has been an absolute godsend. She works from home and she's right. much better at project management than I am. So I was like, we should do this. And then she makes it happen. She finds yeah. the people, you know, uh, she's she's contacted most of the repairmen. And uh, you know, both, both of you guys are great, great. follows on on how to like be better dorks as adults. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding. Like uh, like cutting cutting shelves and like and shit like that. Like, yeah. Why well, is cat- that on cat to teach me to do? Cat's, to like, <laughs> cat's an amazing DIY kind of person. Yeah. She's she's always had the maker spirit before the fir- the phrase maker came out. So she like she sewed her own wedding dress. Uh, you know, she 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 couldn't find the shelves that she wanted for our kitchen, so she made her own shelves. Like, yeah. found a, you know a, a giant pine plank, cut it, stained it, you know, assembled it. 
she's she's incredible. I'm I'm the lucky. Why is she better than a bandsaw than me? Because <laughs> she's uh. We've joked that her family motto is "That doesn't look so hard. I think I can make it." Uh, you know, and and she has proven that time and again. So, so yeah, uh, at at Dan Amrick on Twitter is is where you'll find me talking mm-hmm. about all these other projects anyway. Nice, Chris. I don't give a shit. Patreon.com <laughs> <laughs> slash Laser Time. There you go. Uh, we've got an Elden Ring spoiler cast coming soon. I'm working on it while I'm also working on this show. So uh, hopefully by Friday, we'll see. That was that was one of my favorite shows we've ever done. By the way, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we yeah. we we all loved the shit out of Elden Ring. We it's about an hour and forty minutes. Uh, at least you know I, it might be shorter when I'm done editing it. We'll see. We well, you might not ever be in love with the same game again. Mm. So, I mean, it happens roughly once a year. I, th- I think I say that at the top of the show. Like we we we're down to like an annual apocalypse guy den, a spoiler cast. That's you like, maintain we can't do it until we all finish a game. I did. I never maintained anything of the sort. You're the one with the rules because like I would I'd be happy to talk about games I haven't finished. Well, it's kind of silly to do a, a spoiler cast a for a game you haven't finished. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> You're delivering the spoiler for Chris in uh-huh. that cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more I don't of a care. I'm not going to remember what happens in five minutes. Hmm. I'm fucking, it's, it's 3 a.m. where I am. I know. So. No, that's true. All right. Well, as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Look, we're not going to make our own network, but if you want right. to do Seaman as, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> Shit, can we resurrect Leonard Nimoy? Can we bring him this back? This is going to be a crazy series. <laughs> uh, but, 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 Seaman, Seaman.